1: Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Hi, this is Danny Rocket with a quick message for you. Why don't you, if you've got an iPhone, go over to the iOS App Store and download the Locker Room app. Locker Room, you know, like a room full of lockers that like, you had in gym class. Anyway, we're on it. And at 6 p.m. Central Time, every single Tuesday, we have a live interactive show with all of our friends and fans and um, well, whoever the hell wants to show up. So just download it and then follow at Sunranto Show and uh, follow us. And then uh, you can be notified when we go live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on the Locker Room app. It's a brand new interactive experience. You can have your voice heard. You can join the show, and uh, we're going to kind of treat it like a round table. So download it, and uh, I believe you'll enjoy yourself. Locker Room. Download it now.
2: Kobe blue blood flowing through our body in the bleachers in the City rain. rain. We've shed rain. a million tears and drank as many old selfies out at the gate. Let's go. Copy Son With Michael. Son And Crawley. Son and the love of a loser. Son With Michael. Son And Crawley. Son some- and, some- and the love of a loser. Son
1: How's it going? Uh, hi, I'm Danny Rocket. This is the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, we, of course, have... Hey, it's High Cotton and... Now, Crawley, you're you're not uh, hiding under as many rocks as you were maybe last week at this time when it was looking pretty bleak for the Chicago Cubs team. Four and two week, you'd like it to be a, bit, a little bit better. But are you hiding under rocks and living in a tree?
3: No, nah, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, Everyone knows where to find me, that's for sure.
1: So uh, we have a spe- very special guest who wants to watch the Oscars. But we got to bring him on because he's had a big week. Uh, he saved a man's life. Uh, and he's the guitarist of the Bleacher Bum Band, uh, a, a, a regular member of the, the Bleacher Creature crowd. It's uh, Bleacher Jeff hero he's been drinking since 11 and he's here now come on it come on in hi one thing i want to clarify
4: is that was a fucking that was a kid that fucking fell down it was not an adult man it was like a 13 year old kid everything's like oh this adult man just like sacrificed his life to catch the ball no it was a kid who slipped and fell and almost fucking broke his face. Like, so, that's what happened. So
1: before, it, so some people might not have seen it. Probably nobody that's watching this show right now. But everybody's it it. so it.
4: out. Right. I this is not play. the guy from the Phillies game, right? Mm-mm. No. You saw that guy, guy. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if you know, Cotton, I don't go to Phillies games that much.
5: <laughs> well, I'm just I mean, saying that was that was the big news around was that people people dude that game. ate it going after a home run ball. That's this fair. is a completely yeah. different situation. No, well, he ate it.
1: Everybody will know what I'm talking about right now because I'm going to play the clip. Kid goes down. Look at him. Boom, right on the knees. And then Jeff reaches in, saves him. Look at him. Right off the advocate. Dude, he sprung off that thing.
5: Dude, it looks so good. Talk about the, the foresight and the footwork. I mean... We're talking def- defensive efficiency uh-huh. ratio fair. off the charts. Very fair.
1: Very fair. So let me ask you, though.
4: How close was he into, like, basically breaking all his teeth off on that front wall there? I mean, he's at least getting some black eyes and shit. That kid was going down hard, man. Like, it was – and the you saw the height. Like, that last replay they showed, that marquee one, that, like, that last one, you see the height he got. up. He, like, went down in his knees <laughs> – and The height the kid got off of his knees, like coming down, it was frightening. And I was under him, and like, and I'm tall, and he was like coming down above my head, so it was like a little frightening for me. And I just like grabbed the kid. I was like, just grab the kid, just grab the kid.
1: Now, like, we're, be enough. honest though, weren't you actually just
4: going for the ball? Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yo, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Originally, <laughs> I was like, yo, this ball's gonna bounce down. These idiots are gonna drop this ball, and this ball's gonna come right to me. Cool. Like, I'm gonna get this grand slam ball. Awesome. Little did I know a kid was gonna fall out of the sky at me. Like it's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. Now well, did you
3: okay. talk to uh did you talk to Mai Thai guy because you didn't keep it? You gave the kid the ball. No,
4: yeah, Mai Thai wasn't there. But I also feel like that kid, I mean kinda earned was, it, right? He earned it definitely. But to be honest, like I would have got fucking crucified had I <laughs> it would have been worse than fucking Mai Thai. It would have been like worse than Mai Thai had I took that ball from that kid honestly shit shit broke his face and i took it from him like that would have been even worse than just my Like honestly that kid
5: should have made a fucking show of giving you the ball right for saving his
4: life that's what i'm saying but that kid i mean that kid was like 13 he was awkward as hell he just like she clammed up after (laughs) that he was just like just shut down he was like no Facebook user, did he anybody, keep the like? Kid? I, I'm okay. I'm fine. He's got probably got two bruised knees, at least. Uh, at least. I mean, well, yeah. how, how big are those advocate? Is that advocate sign like? Oh, they go a whole nine rows. Like it's an, it covers nine rows of seats. From that's two like to thirty 10.
3: or forty feet
4: that that it's kid good, fell yeah.
3: down that sign.
4: Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good. Like you don't see it as much on TV but when you're down there. You, it's a good. It's a good distance.
3: Now, sure. when we when we saw it, it was you know we've talked about this prior to this even happening that. You know, it's all about making money so they don't have the signs up. They have the signs right. down. So that They're when you see visual. like a – right, you get more visuals, it's going to get more screen time. More money on but, TV. But Jeff, Bleacher Jeff, get me straight. The Cubs have fixed this situation so it will never happen again. What do oh, they yeah. do to they fix split, this situation?
4: Yeah, they just put a little sign. It's like, hey, stay off the banners. <laughs> hey, guys. hey guys you should you should think about staying off the banners maybe that'll help us save tens of millions of dollars
1: well, and then <laughs> i saw and I, I brought it up i was going to bring it up later in the show but check this out tim stebbins who works at nbc sports mm-hmm. he wrote and this was the very next day a fan yeah. in, the, in the left field bleachers yeah. almost took a batting practice home run off the chin just now every day that happens ball bounced off one of the ad tarps and uh and they ducked right in time no and I and I was like, well, I'm surprised that they uh, didn't uh, remove it after that kid face planted. This is what right. I just found out about all that. And I like what Seth Kennedy said. He goes, advocate is double
4: dipping. Their advertisement is creating. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, totally, yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, the advocate sign, really. It's turning into that. Yeah, maybe yeah. you should find a different section, not sit by advocate, you know? Hey, well, advocate came to me. I, in, I didn't go to advocate, you know what I'm saying? Like, advocate came to me.
3: For people that don't know, not only is Bleacher Jeff a Bleacher creature, not only is he the lead guitarist of the Bleacher Bum band, he also bartends at everybody's favorite dive bar, Nisei Lounge. So look, the Cubs have saved, the Cubs in this situation are thankful to Bleacher Jeff. He saved them from a multi-million dollar lawsuit. So
4: they would have taken all those ads down
3: too right away. They would have had to double them. I'm guessing they would have had to figure out something. (laughs) They They
1: would have just taken the people out of the bleachers completely. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, actually we
4: get more from the ads than the people. (laughs) <laughs> My buddy Wally in the bleachers though, said to me, though, if they pay me, though, it's admitting fault, though, and they can't do that. So it's going to like they, they'd have to take them all down even if they paid me off. So it's like, all right, I, I see it. All right, I get it. Yeah. So I, that's why I, what I we, think that- we could do under the table deals, though. Like, give me some beers on the table. Give me the fucking seats on the table. Let's go, guys. Like, that's you know, not like, going to happen. No. Billionaires don't trade things to poor people. I literally saved them like $15 million. I literally saved them like at least $15 million. They don't care. You know, you'll, you'll never be
1: released. I
3: just want Cub fans to know that if the Cubs sign, re-sign Rizzo to an extension or Bryant, it's because you're Bleacher welcome. Jeff yes, you're saved welcome.
4: them. I saved those 15000000 million. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, All right. Have you, have so you reached out to obvious
5: shirts yet for the T-shirt that says, uh, I catch... Homer yeah. and kids.
4: No, see, like I was like against the one that says like Bleacher Jeff catches children. I think that was a bad, obvious shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's you don't not, want catches children. You don't want catches balls. Not like, the message I'm going for is catches check catching children.
3: <laughs> not maybe in a different
4: context, but yeah, that's not.
3: Hey, right. you know what yep, though, man, we'll you are been- under your kids. You did the right thing in that circumstance, and, and you are you are a hero in our book, Bleacher. That's Joe. all you can
4: do, man. Like, you see a kid flying at you, what do you do? You knock him down. See a kid flying at you, knock it down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
1: thanks for coming on, letting everybody, uh, the, regaling everybody with the tail. Oh, tale, there we go. There there's,
4: there's you guys this, Yeah, Burda, you know, but he lives. gets it. Burda gets it. C- at Coats, man, he gets it. Well, yeah, thanks. It it's fun.
1: Go, go, and, go enjoy the Oscars. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I I'm not really doing it. Whatever. I know you got money riding on Francis McDormand
4: tonight, so
2: oh. uh, good luck
1: to
4: you. No, I'm just watching the Tim Heidecker Oscar special. That's all I got. I'm watching the, that. That's it.
1: All right, cool. I'll see it rehearsal tomorrow. Oh yeah, we got to
4: practice tomorrow. Fuck. All right. Hell yeah, we're gonna rock out. All right.
1: Lord. There, there will be no children saved. Later. No,
4: I'm not saving anybody, any children, any adults, fat people, skinny people, children. You can all fall to your desks.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've tried. I've done it once. I'm done. I'm out of that business.
4: I got 500 likes and shit for it. I don't care. <laughs> what? He's...
5: What, All right, what a cheap hero that is. I yeah, got no, 500 I'm just... likes.
4: Clearly, clearly, I'm just... I mean, it was 650. Let's be fair. All
1: right. Well, good to see you. I'll see you
4: tomorrow. I'll see you guys. Right, yeah.
1: That, I mean, but seriously, those are... Uh, it, they're going to kill somebody. Somebody's going to die because... They're just—you can drink all the beer you want. They don't care how much beer you drink. You're just right up there on top of like tarp mountain, and and you will go tumbling. And here's the thing: people are going to tumble on purpose now because it looks like fun. Except for when he hit his kneecaps—that looked very painful. But then yeah, was I was gonna,
5: yeah, I was yeah, I was going to say they they put the sign "Don't climb on the tarps." The sign needs to
1: say "Feet first, people." Yeah, I mean, because people want to go sliding down it. I think. I would.
3: You know, speaking yeah. about injuries, um, there was some big news this week as Nico Horner rejoined the Cubs from the South Bend site because Josh Peterson has left wrist tendinitis. I was Jack sitting Peterson. with you at the
1: game, and they said, now batting, Nico Horner. And I was like, what? And I yeah, had I just, like, I'd been busy up until that point of the game. He came up, and and you're like, yeah, he got called up. I was like, I had no clue. Um <laughs> Yeah, Jock I, I,
5: Peterson has left-handed pitcheritis, is what he's got.
1: Well, good thing Nico plays left field because, you know what I mean? I was like, like, hey, we lost our left fielder. Hey, let's bring up a second baseman. We only have four of them right now. We just need one more second baseman. That was really just the need. I mean, um, he did play some left field in that first game. Oh, I know he's going to – they'll put him out there because they just need him. Um, I mean, I guess they have Cameron Mabin. Who didn't show us all that much last year? I was kind of like, well, it will it put to rest the the service time uh thing because if they're bringing them up right now but they, can, doesn't, but
3: they can always send them down it's the amount of time
1: yeah, the amount of time, but they can always send them down, so how how long do they have how many days because it's days now right I'd I'd thought he was
5: I, I thought it was like I thought they needed thirty six days to get past his window and I and he was at like 24 or
1: something right
3: something like that yeah
1: yeah all right well well I mean we'll see what they do but it would be then you really look manipulative. but well, I was surprised I didn't bring up uh Ka- Cameron Maben the nice thing is 10 days little, yumper, yeah, little yumper, right yumper, day. up, yeah days. so expect to see oh <laughs>
5: expect to see the uh you know him to go back down in favor of Jack Peterson for 10 days. And then who will we get rid of to bring him up? Because he has to come up, right?
3: You know, that's the question that that everybody wants to know right now. I mean, let's be honest guys. I mean like no offense, Nico Horner's a great kid, but he's not like somebody that you manipulate service time for. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not like he's like Tetis junior. It's not like he was Chris Bryant back in the day. Like, when you are doing that service manipulation time game, it's somebody that you know is going to cost you a fortune to keep, and that's why you try to get that extra year.
5: I agree with you 100%, but we're talking about the fucking Ricketts. <laughs> they, they are pinching every penny, right? And I think Nico is the kind of guy they think will be that guy, right? Like, they, they extended Bodie. You know, they... Uh, extend Hendrix. They extend everybody except for the, you know, the actual people that we think they should extend. You know, we're always ex, you know, surprised. I mean, the Hendrix one is a nice. So,
1: I Nico's, like that, I, I see where you're going with this. Nico's the kind of person that they would maybe build a, a core team around that wouldn't be a so called star, but a very serviceable player for a, the long haul. So you extend Nico Horner and he can just do a lot for you. But, for, but remember other how guys. much people
5: liked Terrio and Fontenot back in the day? Like, literally, not great players, but people fucking fell in love with them. And I think those people are the Ricketts.
3: Right. But but when you talk about this, you can always sign them to a, you can sign Nico Horner in two years from now or three years from now. It doesn't yeah. matter. What you're looking for is when they, when they be, when they hit it, free agency. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I thought it was weird when they brought in all these guys and I don't know how much of it is Ross and how much of it is uh, Jed as far as wanting to kind of keep these, you know, veterans compared to a young kid who didn't, who was brought into service, you know, before they were ready to bring him up. Now, do I agree with that philosophy? All I see is whenever the kid's here, he doesn't seem overwhelmed. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's a yeah. fan favorite and he's almost always good. Like he's, well,
5: he, uh, he doesn't hit for any power or at least he used to not, you know, but he battles off pitches even when he's striking out like he doesn't put together
1: a lot of real bad at bats. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by BetOnline. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, which I know it is, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, bet online has it all every sport every game every matchup bet online has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all of your favorite sports bets all the time head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with bet online
3: well, our friend Matt Spiegel, and and, and I want to just give a shout out. Matt Spiegel today got to do the radio. Uh, he got to do some radio today, and he did the fifth uh, with he did the fifth inning, and he did pre and post game um, because Pat was doing the TV today, and Zach Zaidman was doing the main play by play. So uh, Matt Spiegel's a great guy. Uh, Danny, you know him. I know him from Six Seventy The Score. Um, he got to come in today, but he said before that having these guys, and again, we we all know, nobody likes Sogard. We all know everyone loves Nico, whatever, but these guys in general, whether it's Sogard who, you know, we don't like personally, but you know what he's been doing all right. And if you're looking at Nico offensively, he's been doing all right. 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 And then, and that, and then the other one is uh, Duffy. So like those three guys, like, you know what I mean? What we're taking a look at here is, And what Matt Spiegel has said is those guys profile different than the rest of the team that they have. Like the rest of the team all has the same strengths and the same weaknesses. So it makes it easier for a pitcher to kind of come up with a game plan against the Cubs. When you start adding two or three of these other guys in that are some more guys that can get on base doing something else other than walks the three true outcomes, then it starts to become imperative that maybe you keep one at least maybe two possibly three of these guys in the lineup if you can because that's the thing is that nobody's ever on when we were talking about the first couple weeks of the season they're hitting home runs and they're they're solo shots yeah nobody's on
1: yeah yeah and 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 it's true I don't really expect a heck of a lot out of the bottom of the lineup when you're talking about those names you just you know, throughout there with uh, you know, Sogard and the, and the second base crew, even Bodie to a certain extent, you know, they all have OPSs in like the low sixes. Here, I, I I uh, screenshotted. Uh, here's the offense right now. Uh, you know, Nico Horner's leading the pack with his. I mean, it's four games, but what a fourteen hundred OPS. So he comes up, rakes right away. Obviously, raring to go, doing whatever he can do to stay. But if you look at like the second base pack. Down here, the David Bodie's, the So guards, uh, you know, it gets a little Matt Duffy, um, you know, they're all batting about the same in the in the the six hundred OPS range, and it's like they all bring that slap hitter. Or, I'll put it back up. I saw you were looking at. Um, they're putting that that kind of slap hitter kind of at bat together, where you're a thorn in the side. Maybe you're taking some pitches. Maybe you're slap, Maybe you're, you know, fouling off a bunch before you get out. Giving the guys behind you a look, even if you get out, you oftentimes will have a productive at bat. Sacrifice flies. They're putting the ball in play. And this week we saw the Cubs put up, well, you we saw them do it against the Braves last weekend too, but saw them put up big runs uh, against the Brewers and against the Mets uh, only in one game uh, or two games. Uh, uh, you know one for each team but for the most part they're doing it with the long ball but at least they're doing it with dudes on base actually well, with the Mets it was just cuz they were kicking the ball all over the place you know?
5: <laughs> see i would but i would say in, in that situation that it looked to me like the cubs stopped swinging out of their shoes and just started swinging for hits so you you put together a couple of nice innings and then that makes a pitcher Pitch to you differently because he's not getting you to swing out of your shoes and to do half the work, you know, yourself. You're going to slap it out there, take your single or whatever. They get two or three in a row. They get a walk in there, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden we see him start to run into – Some home runs. The hits lead to home runs. Home runs do not lead to hits. Home runs lead to strikeouts. If that's what you're trying to do,
1: just get dudes on base because you just, no matter how you get on there, you know, because you're you're getting guys on and you're putting pressure on the pitcher, you know, and you're, you know, he's out there. He's got to deal with the, yeah, and the defense like just keep uh, keep the ball in play like nobody likes we're not talking about weak contact I and mean, nobody's trying to d- like say they should just hit it for hitting its sake but god damn it put it in play you know and we saw that working out way more for the team i think well, in some ways we've we've seen it work out ultimately more because right now the cubs are like a, a, one of the top offenses in the major leagues because it seems like everybody sucks unfortunately. and on, and and Danny you said don't just hit it for hitting sake, but honestly
5: do that sometimes because the fucking strikeouts not working for you. So at some point, you know, just get up there and just think about nothing but contact. Start making contact, even if you're grounding out or whatever, and then work that into a better at bat later rather than, you know, fucking just swinging out of your shoes every single time you're just up
1: selling out. Yeah.
3: Well, again, we saw a lot of this really kind of change with with, with the Mets series, and I know yeah. obviously they they did some things that you know the Mets defensively did some things, and the Cubs caught a break uh, as far as the pitchers they faced. But when you looked at that game, that game one, that first game, well, guys, we, hold you know, on, yeah,
1: yeah. Before we do that, we need yeah, <laughs> the, you're, we got to bring on the expert. He's been waiting in the green room. You know him, you love him. I got I got to play a theme song. Oh wait, can you get you guys can't hear that? Can you? <laughs> There we can hear it. Oh, yeah.
6: It's
1: the Uncle Mike theme song. There oh, he is. So, uh, well, welcome, and thank you for letting uh, our team uh, sweep your team, Uncle Mike. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I was shocked. Now, granted, we didn't have to face the Grom, who basically pitched the greatest game of all baseball history the next day. To, we, we lucked out with that. But I mean, you know, the first game was tight, three to one game. We kind of we I I I feel like the Cubs got out hitting that one and still managed to win the game. I uh, then the next game just the wheels fall off? You're kicking the ball all over the place, four errors. I thought you guys signed Lindor. Did that not happen? Because like I don't know what was going on. And then in the last game, it was a ten inning real squeaker again. So if you strip out the middle game, it actually were tight games, but. What's going on with your offense? Because you went over to uh, who would you play after N- DC, and you took two or three from them after getting swept by us. Yeah, What's going well, on with the
7: hey, offense? Crawley, Michael, Rocket, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show again. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me, but Danny uh, Rocket, you probably have Rocket, you probably have it. I mean, we're we are probably near the bottom when it comes to uh, uh, leaving men on base. That's that seems to be our mo. Like we'll load the bases, we'll have two, you know, we'll have two men on base, and then we just, you know, we sit to bed pretty much.
5: We know that pain. We <laughs> had that last year. Every time they loaded the bases, they struck out. Everybody else just struck out. And we
3: well, when out. we when we talk about these games here, and you talk about game one, and and the Cubs did, a, you know, a great, you know, here's the thing: is that for those of you that aren't in the area, it was. G- frigid out this last two, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were the games. And Tuesday was absolutely freezing. And Jake Arrieta in short sleeves, like I think with the wind chill, felt like it was 33. And so Eric Sogard was on base for every one of those. They had three runs. So he was responsible in some way or another for three of the runs. And, yeah, you're right. The Mets out hit the Cub in that one. Uh, six hits to four.
1: To so four, Yeah. And uh but yeah, I guess that's kind of your thing. I'm looking at your left on base. Now that one I don't really count that for. Like Mets were one for six with runners in scoring position, Cubs were one for five. So it's hard to poke anything out in in a game like that. And I I I I don't know though. It's just it's just weird because the Mets, I know they're more of a pitching team, but it just seemed like they made the moves. Uh, it's early in the season. I get it, but uh but it just just seems like you guys like I feel like we got lucky to face a team that was very similar to us having trouble scoring runs, putting any, uh, anything together. And um, I don't know. What what do you think? Of, what do you think looking at this team at, at that Mets team? Cause I didn't really see shit out of them. They, you know what I mean?
7: Like, I'm gonna blame it on the cold weather. I think we yeah. talked about. I think we talked about this uh, during the preview. I mean, why? Why the heck were we playing night games at Wrigley Field in in in, in April? Just, it's mind boggling to me. I mean, I, I don't really get it. I mean, I guess it's a network thing where you know people try You know, networks wanted to have you know this. Mets are series. a big
5: draw, right? Yeah,
7: yeah. I, that, that's the only <laughs> thing I, I can
1: figure.
3: And, I mean, and Uncle Mike, I can tell you there were a lot of Mets fans at Wrigley for this were they? series. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they showed up pretty good. Yeah, they absolutely did. And uh, only, especially on Thursday, getaway day, like, why is that not a day game? Like, it makes no sense to me. It was, like, pretty nice. We got the best weather of it on Thursday night when uh, Crawley and I were at that game with a couple of the friends, uh, Joe Kilgallon, and Michael Bowling. And, like, we were pretty comfortable sitting out there. But I know the other two nights, like, Look how everybody's dressed well while bleacher Jeff's saving that kid from death, like they're dressed in Parkas.
3: Well, here's the thing I heard somebody say and it was funny is if you looked at the Mets, like Francisco Lindor is where like uh he looked like the kid from the Christmas story where he's all bundled up and he can barely move. He had like the sweatshirt on and everything. Like, so I mean, think about like how fast this reaction time is. Ball up batted off the bat and it comes right at you, and you gotta make a play. But now you're wearing stuff that you normally don't wear. And I, I got a feeling they were the, the weather really threw them off.
7: I, I, I would have to agree with you, Carly, It, it was one of those games where I mean, it, it's been cold here, like but we've played some day games and we, we haven't played a lot of night games, and we went to Chicago, man, and I, I guess the Windy city just dusted us, you
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Michael, one guy that impressed me, you know, because like sometimes you know you don't you know I'm always focusing really on the NL Central and something like that. And you may not there may be some guys under the radar, but J.D. Davis, Jesus Christ, can that guy hit?
7: Yeah, he had a breakout game today. Actually, we um, we uh, the the cool thing about it is that the the the, the Nats are in our division, and and, it, and it's kind of looking like we have their number so far. You know, we took we, we took a series sweep, not a series sweep, but we took two out of three. Two or three, yeah. Um, oh, we three. saw
5: Almora with an Shutout. amazing catch today.
7: Oh, Almora, yeah, Al- Almora had the I would say probably the game winning catch with regards to where the Nats were sort of like, you know, feeling their oats had a couple of men on base, that, that, that catch, if he, if he did not make it uh, would have kind of, you know, got them back tied. But the fact that, you know, we were able to finally score some runs for our pitcher and it, which it's, it's been, you know, we had, we've had a hard time scoring, you know, scoring runs. And and today, again, another shutout, which is uh, encouraging. Uh, as you as as Rocket, you mentioned uh, the other day with, uh, with our Ace on the mound, that was just an amazing game. And uh, again, you know, uh, you know, when uh, how how many times does a pitcher do a complete game? You know, yeah, do, not, I do these it days, shut not, out. yeah, to a shutout. And honestly, it should have been, you know, it should have been a one hitter, and it was close to being like well, I was sitting there going, "Wow, is is, is he really going to pitch a?" A no hitter today, because I mean, even the the ground said, and in, in, in the interview after the game, he said when he was in the um, in the bullpen prior to the game, he said he felt it. He like he he said he he felt that his stuff was 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 on to the point where he said he got nervous, and he says I never get nervous before a game, but he said just after the bullpen throws, he was like, wow, man, I gotta I gotta settle down a little bit because like, wow. he, he really felt that he had stuff, and indeed he did. Wow, I wish we had a guy like that.
1: That'd be so
3: great. If we <laughs> now had one guy. you were talking about the catch by Elmora, that came off the bat of
7: Kyle Schwarber.
1: Kyle Schwarber, that's your guy, right? Uh, that's fun. Yeah, a bunch of ex Cubs all sitting around the the NL East right now. Did you um, guys see
7: the throw he made? He, he threw out Lindor at the at the plate. Oh yeah,
1: uh, mm, yeah. Oh impressive. yeah, he because he, he's impressive. an ex catcher. He's got that catcher arm and. Yeah, now now we now we got a guy uh, basically on the injured list. So that's our. That's, now, that's when when JD
3: Davis more. hit that home run in Game One, they had it at 432 feet. But a lot of people that are well aware of the lengths of Wrigley and difference, you know how how you know they said it went way farther than 432. They said they went, that went down Kenmore. Like that was just absolutely crushed. crushed so that it. guy, that guy blew my mind. But the Cubs, that second game, that thirteen to four game, I mean, they were just what was it? A seven run inning and not one single home run. Well,
1: JD Davis also was responsible one for home run
7: for a I, lot I of those
1: errors. JD Davis giveth and taketh. I yeah, mean, he because threw the
7: ball around the, the, the ball field, like it, you know, like it, it was ridiculous. You know, and and that's the that's the thing with him is that. You know, do, do you play him every day? Yeah, you, you kind of have to because you need that bat, especially when you have, you know, finally Conforto kind of broke out a, a little bit today. He, he had a dinger, his first home run of the season. And we expect so much more from him. I mean, we really do need his bat. Uh, he's, he's your number five guy, hitter. I think I mentioned it too. I think I mentioned that. And I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give you guys the inside dope, but he's challenged in the outfield too. Like his arm is just, you know, just a, it's just average. So, but the fact that he, if he can continue to, to you know, to hit well, I mean, he's going to be in right field every day, and, well, and JD's going to be in third base every day as
1: well. With with some of that pitching that you guys have, I mean, not in the thirteen to f- uh, four or whatever, fifteen to two or whatever the <laughs> like hell. Sixteen like to four, you like yeah.
7: in, in pitching,
1: yeah. well, maybe not that game, yeah. But but I've but given the pitching that you you do have, I mean you can really just think that you could score just a few runs you shut out the Nationals twice it's not an easy team to shut out they're good and uh you shut them out twice over the weekend so you figure you could just score like 3 or 4 runs you you look up and down your lineup with you know Lindor and Conforto and those dudes that's why i was kind of shocked to sweep you guys so i was like oh we might sweep the Mets and even on Thursday i was like kind of nervous cuz we were going to that game and i was like oh shit we won the first two. There's no way we're going to win tonight. And I'm like, and, then, and we almost did it. You know, we well, almost blew it, you know.
3: We we were watching that second game. And, and like I said, that was the one where it was the fourth inning. The Cubs scored seven runs without the benefit right. of a home run. Right. So that's what we've been waiting for the whole time, Mike, is that, you know, the Cubs have just been like all or nothing. They hit a home run, maybe one guy's on base, but they were not able to manufacture. So that was the first time we saw them do that. And then in the fifth inning, they added three more without the benefit of a home run. And then Javi hits the one in the sixth, the grand slam that Bleacher Jeff did his heroics <laughs> on. But uh, that was the only home run that was hit out of the sixteen runs. So it was exciting for us to put hits, walks, you know, just putting it all together and seeing a complete game. But I was texting Danny because I'm nervous. Like third, you know, ten runs, eleven runs. I'm like, shit, they're not going to score any tomorrow. They're emptying the tank right now. We got-, we got nothing. And then we come into that game. And Lucchesi looked like he was doing, you know, he wasn't he wasn't bad, but but boy, you know that we we ended up getting into clown ball because I think JD Davis scored late in the game to tie it up at three, and then we got into that clown ball, and the Cubs were in some real big trouble when we were taking a look at that. That was, uh, I think, you guys had the bases loaded or something with like no outs in the top of the tenth, and you're just going, oh man, you know we're going to blow this one because it is hard to sweep a team. I don't care how good how bad, like sweeping a series is
7: hard. Yeah, very hard. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about my Mets: uh, I, I, I think they're resilient. I mean, let's let's just throw away that 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 fourteen-run game; Th- throw that out of the uh, out of the mix. Uh, but other than that, I thought we had some good games against you guys, and, and I, I thought we we were resilient in the sense that you know we didn't give up. You know, we, we, we come down to the ninth and the tenth, and we, and we, we're we still in it. We just haven't had that really key that key hit to to bring in those runs to win the game but i you know i'm i'm just hoping that you know that will change and 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 looking at what we did for the last couple of days uh it looks like we're, we're going to be okay i'm not scared anymore I, w- I was starting to get worried i'm glad Conforto finally broke out lindor is starting to hit now uh and uh i mean
1: and Guillaume looked like a heck of a pitcher, let me tell you. <laughs> Luis Guillaume out there tossing it up there, what is he doing 82, 79, I don't know, 68 on the curve. I'll well, um, tell
7: you, too, like, Stroman just laid an egg uh, yesterday. I mean, he gave up, what, four runs in, 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 in three innings or something yeah, you like met, You
1: lost the Saturday game, right? Yeah, you won yeah, Friday he, and, and Sunday.
7: And that and that's, that wasn't unlike Stroman, but, you know, as he said in, in, in the post-game show, he said, you know what? it happens, you know, you're going to have, you know, you can't go out there and, and throw a gem every, every time. Uh, so again, I'm going to throw that game out of the mix. We we, we probably could have swept the, the Nats and I just feel good that we have that confidence that we can go in and beat the, beat the team that we really do need to beat, you know, to, to win. And, See,
1: and now, meanwhile, the Cubs did the exact opposite thing. They, uh, they swept a team that we didn't think we would sweep. Uh, You know, you're happy you take two or three from the Mets. And then when it comes down to the team you need to beat, the Brewers, we couldn't do it. And we lost two or three, like right after that. And Eric Wheelow, our Brewers fan friend, for those watching tonight, he'll be he'll be on to piss us off all off a little, little bit. And uh, and uh, we can be sad about our weekend series. But, I mean, the Mets, I mean, I think they're planning on, I mean, there are a lot of people picking them to win uh you got a billionaire's throwing a little money around you know he wants to make a splash in the big apple and um
7: and just think about it i mean uh, Syndergaard is not i mean he's he's still on the on the on the uh, il, the IL so, yeah uh he's working you know he has surgery at tommy John, so we're, we're hoping that he he's going to come back this year so to have him be a part of the of this of this lineup is is
5: he's supposed to be back but he'll probably be a bullpen guy this year though, right? Like I wouldn't expect him to come I don't out know. In his starting I don't
7: position. Oh um he's He's one of, he's, he's never pitched out of the bullpen unless it was maybe, well, we haven't been to playoffs in a minute. Right. You're going <laughs> to have to, man, you're going to have to manage
3: his innings and stuff like that. And, and you're going to have to build him up. So that's, that's what I think Michael's, you know, I mean, it's not like ideal, yeah, but like the White Sox are doing the same thing on the other side with Michael Kopech, who's coming back from injury, you know, maybe letting him start for three or four innings. You know, he started out of the bullpen to start the year. It's going to take some time to get Syndergaard back to where he was. You know, but you know, everyone's being real careful with arms in general, especially yeah. guys coming back off of injury.
5: Yeah, I, I don't doubt that Syndergaard's a starter. I'm just saying this year, returning in the middle of the year, whatever he does, right? It feels like you know you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to try to overextend him too quickly. Yeah,
7: I, I, I agree there. I agree there. Um, but you know. Uh, being the fan that I am, you know, we we would love to see Thor back in the lineup. Uh in, in any capacity, whether he's a middle reliever, we'll we'll, you know, we'll we'll take that as well, you know.
1: I like what little yumper uh writes in. He says, "Uncle Mike got that Bob Ross smooth voice." It's needs the to do it's the mic. <laughs> audiobooks. Um actually, <laughs> I wanted to give you a plug because uh I was listening to your I Read Liner Notes show you. that you're doing and now it's on the clubhouse app, and right. um, and you posted this because you did one that I was listening to our our mutual friend Tim Donovan. Yeah, and uh, he's got a band called Three One O and Three Ten. Yeah, and uh, they're great. It's like ambient, kind of like Brian Eno type exactly. rock, but like uh, no no vocals. Uh, well, there's some vocals, but it's not lyric based. Right. It's mostly instrumental. And it's it's great. It's really great stuff. But I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put a YouTube link to that conversation that you had with Tim because a I want you to everybody should listen to the music of three uh, three ten, but also hear this great conversation between two great musicians that are also having to be friends of mine. So I loved listening to it. So I think I enjoyed it more because I'm your friend and stuff. But I think right. anybody would enjoy it. Well, but I'll I'm dropping you, man, a
7: link in the chat. I'm dropping the YouTube I link. Appreciate, I appreciate that. I, I got to tell you that it it, it was nervous time because you know, you when you're interviewing your friends it's you know it, it is a, it, it becomes a conversation because you you you're used to talking to the person on the phone or in person so it it should be easy but i have to tell you when i first started the show i could i could barely talk because i was so nervous about doing this but i think as the show progressed you know, it got a little easier, and and I, I hope, yeah, people definitely check it out. I well, you're it. on episode fifty four, fifty five. No, actually, um, actually, tonight, tonight will be episode sixty one. Okay. Oh, that's right, because you do it every night. I do so... it every night, man. It, it's been a grind of, for a couple of months now. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, I get we did chance... that last
5: year with baseball, and it was brutal to yeah. try and get through the season.
7: Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you know, I I I'll go as long as I guess as my body will take me. But, I, you know, at the same time, it's fun. You know, the fact that I'm listening to music, I'm listening to all genres of music. What I usually do every night is I'll, I'll pick an artist or maybe two and I'll, I'll just play music from them. I'm kind of stuck. To be honest with you, I'm kind of stuck in 1976. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. In 1976, there was a lot of fucking good music out. So, I, you know, that, that's one of the things that's kind of a theme. Accidentally. But uh, yeah, man. Upcoming shows, like I said, every night on Clubhouse. I read liner notes. I appreciate the plug, um, and uh, come by, man. Listen to some music, and I, and also I like to read liner notes. I'll give you a little bit of a little bit of information about the band, and then I'll just play tunes, and and uh, it's fun, man. It's 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 a it's a good time. Yeah,
5: I would love to check that out. We'll have to Absolutely. in. Yeah, Danny, you Michael, drop a link to, it, to the YouTube you know,
7: Clubhouse. Is kind of like like kind of bougie. Because you, you, one, you got to have an iPhone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and two, you need to have an invite. So let's hit me if you need an invite to it. I'll, I'll definitely. I, I got a couple. I'll, I'll hit invites.
5: you up on Twitter because yeah, on uh, Twitter.
7: You and dropped that's, that's, an invite the other the, the other day, and Twitter. I tried
5: to get in, and I and I couldn't.
7: But. Yeah, you need the invite. Hit me on, and that's and that's for everybody. I have a I have a few invites in my my back pocket. So if you need an invite and you're interested in listening to music, it's you know it's late night. It is one. It is one a.m. But I guess that's twelve midnight. It's time. it's
1: twelve. Yeah, we got yeah, some night owls. Here. I wake up at three a.m. in the at sometimes in Cubs Twitter is still still doing a few things.
7: Right. So when you know, you, so people are up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what, getting back to baseball, when when do you guys come to uh, City Field? Because you know City Field is happening.
1: We're there in mid June. Okay. Uh, that's when we'll be, be over there. And it, what's interesting is like what's been annoying about facing Milwaukee so much. We're playing our half of our season against Milwaukee the first month of the season. So you know how a baseball season runs. As it goes on, right. the teams change. Right, You get different players. Guys get hurt. Guys get hot. Slow starters, uh, you know, start to pick it up. Uh, dudes that were hot in the beginning start to it, – it just the bullpen comes together. Like all right. sorts of things. So, uh, you know, it's, it'll be nice that I'm wondering what you guys will look like in a couple months, you know, if, if yeah. you have, would have fixed – some of your holes, maybe you're the number one offense in uh, major leagues, you could have the best record. I think the Mets have that capability in some ways to have uh, one of the best records in the major leagues by the end of the season. I I don't know if you will,
7: because right. you're from, starting from as your a 500 to, team. From your lips to God's ears, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, Well, what I was thinking too is that the next time we see them, it'll be much warmer because, right. you know, everybody, you know, the the normal kind of dumb take is a, it's cold for everybody, right. right? We we understand that, but when the weather is like that, some teams get lucky, Other right. teams don't. It's miserable for everybody, but certain things fall the right way, and it's a little less meser- miserable for one team than the other. You know,
3: yeah. you keep know, in mind when you're on teams. the road;
5: it's it's tough. So
3: keep in mind too that this Mets team is learning to play with each other. A lot of these guys haven't played with each other before. And we've talked about Good that. Sometimes point. it takes a couple months to start gelling together.
1: Well, Lindor's new, right? Um but a lot of the other guys have been with each other for a while. Like McNeil's been there, <laughs> Nimmo's been there. Right, but your there.
5: shortstop's your guy. He's like your Yeah, your he's captain, your main dude. You know?
7: Yeah. He's running he's the show kind of, over there. And it's kind of interesting because I was watching, you know, a couple of games. He's sort of like the coach on the field, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll walk over to the pitcher and you can tell, like they're all listening to him. He's, he's, he's a very smart baseball guy. So he's like, he's that guy that can walk over to a pitcher, pull the infield in, in, in certain situations where we need to like, you know, know no, know, know what the angles are and, and, or, or know what the situation is with regards to whether it's, you know, men on base or, you know, or two outs. So, I mean, he's, he seems like he's really smart and all the guys are listening to him. So, uh, we're, we're, we're overwhelmed, we're over the moon, as they say, the the fact that we have a player of that caliber, and man, when he starts hitting, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that, you know. What was
1: within that second or no? It was the first game the three to one with the uh, when Taiwan Walker got ejected?
3: He mm. was arguing balls and strikes. Balls and strikes, right? He was arguing balls and strikes, so he was out of the game. And so there was a kind of a close call that he didn't like that didn't go his way, and so he was barking a whole bunch at the umpire when he was already when he was already pulled. And he wasn't necessarily wrong.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure, but you just can't do that. But I'm just wondering, like, just when I, I'm looking at the the liner notes, if you if you will, for that game right now, and uh, and and I'm seeing, I'm like, I wonder how much that set like a bad kind of taste in your in the team's mouth for that whole rest of the series. Like, now now you're getting swept. It's cold. You, you lose your starting pitcher in the fourth in a tight game that you're – because it looked to me like y'all were miserable. Like, the Mets didn't want to be there. They didn't – you know, they – it just didn't look – you know, they did not look happy. We were freaking like, cold, man. <laughs>
5: right. <laughs> well, and it's, and it's frustrating when you have problems with the umps and – we know that the umps have been a little rough this year everywhere, right. you know, but then he leaves the game, he's tossed. And then the next guy has to deal with the
1: ump that hates him. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. Just, it's it was a it was kind of a brutal series for you guys. I was shocked we swept you, but I'm but I appreciate the fact that we did because it was like if they wouldn't have done something special at least one time in April, I think there'd be a, you know a lot of pretty a lot of Cub fans just turning it up because you know we didn't have a lot of hope coming into the season. False right. hope. We had lots right. of false hope, uh, you know, but we had no actual hope. All they- of our hope leaned on the fact that the central is not good yeah pretty much we're like well if five 500 maybe we can uh come in first
3: well the thing for me the thing too is is you think about it the cubs have the three to two lead they blow it i think it was jd davis with the double again right. and it's three to three and if you remember that we, we go into clown ball top of the 10th uh the, the Fonz winkler comes in and he Blows gets it almost he gets the first guy out but then remember, there's a guy at second. He walks the next two guys. He so got the bases loaded in the tenth with one out, and he's able. The you know uh, what's his name comes out. Uh, Iapochi or Hattaby comes out, and uh, they have a little meeting, and then you get a double play, and then all of a sudden Jason Hayward's the unlikely hero. But. That was a uh, that was one hell of a game.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were pretty damn happy. You see Joe Kilgallen in the background doing his uh his post game show. We were busy. <laughs> we were still. We were still busy celebrating. We I think we did a post game show a little bit after that. You know, I don't remember what we said because we were pretty in the can. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been to two games this year and they both went to clown ball extra innings. But. <laughs> I, I was pretty impressed how the Cubs got out of that. I thought, yeah. oh, here we go—that's going to be a loss. But they—they they managed to to make it happen for themselves, and then uh, to to be able to win it in the in the tenth. I, I mean, I once again, I was surprised the Cubs managed to sweep the Mets by what we we've seen from this team and what we saw from them from the Brewers this weekend. To you know, you guys might if you guys need a win it, at the end of this season, right? To you're going to think back to this series yes, when you got swept by the Cubs and I, and we'll be, we'll be your little black cat for you. And the, when <laughs> we will, we'll be the, you know, we'll, we'll be the walking under the ladder, baby. Like, you know, we we'll be Tommy Ag safe at home.
7: Well, I have to say too, like I, I was remember, I was so excited because I, you know, because the uh, Grom was actually scheduled the pitch at Wrigley, and uh, I don't know. I, I guess hindsight is twenty-twenty vision. I, I, they they bumped him to you know not to play in the cold weather of of Chicago, and and then he pitched that gem, fifteen strikeouts. Well, that's that's what they were oh. saying
3: is that you know because Washington is a divisional foe, they were kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you coming into this series, you weren't going to be like, we really need ground to help beat the Cubs. Like you weren't too worried about it. Right. So the focus was more get get your divisional opponent so you can get a win there. Yeah, I, I really, I coach, really
7: good move by uh, Rojas and Louie young, young, a young coach, a young manager coach. Sorry, a young. Yeah, manager I really that, think they looked
5: past this offense a little bit as yeah. well. They should have going into that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we were the worst. In, I, we were the worst two offenses in the majors coming into that series. And, uh, you know, we we managed to not continue that for at least a few games. So, uh, well, we, we're going to move on to the other series of the game. And So, uh, once again, Uncle Mike, follow him on Twitter at Bill's Kid. He's got a couple of clubhouse invites he can roll your way to listen Absolutely. to the late night show. And is, that's the only way we can listen to it. It's not a podcast. It's just right. it's a live situation. And you just got to be in there with everybody.
7: And Rocket, uh, I, I really want to extend the invitation to you because I love you. You said you have some music out. I would love to do an interview show with you and you and you guys come in and we'll, we'll talk about the new music, man. We'll oh, hell yeah, man. Stuff.
1: I'll send you the bleacher bum band stuff. The oh, new got- album just dropped.
7: Yeah, let's do it. You got man. a,
1: you got a
5: strong New York contingent listening. It'll be great. Yeah, They'll man. get to hear all the Chicago
1: Cubs songs.
7: <laughs> no, I'm serious. Let's, let's definitely do that. Let's schedule that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, and so I'll I'll talk to you then, and then we'll talk to you again in June when the Cubs face the Mets again. and We have you back on Sunranto, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And um, peace. peace. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. Michael, take it Broly. easy. Peace. Take care, them. bud. Great seeing right. you, Mike. Got to play the Uncle Mike theme song. Always good good to have have Uncle Mike
5: on, Uh, you know, this this is the first time I've actually, this is as close as we've come to a face-to-face meeting in, you know, whatever, how many years that we've been doing it. I think two or three years that we've been doing certain shows with him. He's, uh, yeah, and I've always really enjoyed talking to him and having a good time with him.
1: It's, It's great. Sure. Well, John yeah.
3: Pincus says, can Uncle Mike just put on a brewer's hat instead of bringing on Wheeler?
1: <laughs> well, un- un- unfortunately, unfortunately, I got bad news. Guess who's coming? He's got his own theme song, too. It's a oh, good thing he's muted because we don't have to hear. I'm <laughs> we, <have> <laughs> we don't have to hear his victory breath. Well, uh, first of all, I re- Friday. The last time I was happy, uh, I texted you at the end of the game with the score of what was the final fifteen to two. Fifteen. Just a total routing. Uh, You just—I mean—you guys just looked like idiots out there, and I was
6: like, "Ha
1: ha, they aren't
6: good."
3: Can I tell you, I
6: look like idiots, or did we just have the Brett Anderson effect? The wheelchair became the wheelchair which came the Josh Lindblom show, which became him injuring his cap and going on the 15 or the 10 day DL after that game. So you guys went down in that one. I didn't
5: realize Lindblom got hurt as well. Uh, That's where they brought up the kid from Chicago.
6: Yeah. So he, he was really hurt and he pitched through it and commendably he got us some great innings and allowed our bullpen to get some rest going into these last two games where we just were the brewers that I know that we are.
3: Well, you know, it always makes, you know, I don't ever wish injury on anyone, but I just hate Brett Anderson and and just the (laughs) shitty talk to the Cubs. And I told you, he's Mr. Glass. He always has been. He always will be. He may have a game or two where he looks really good, but he can never keep it together. And so it was, again, watching the Cubs just absolutely beat the shit out of the Brewers was good. But I will tell you, even though we lost this series two games to one, it doesn't feel like it did when you guys beat us previously, where we just looked. Hapless, like just hopeless, hapless, like there was nothing. These were the competitive games that the Cubs and Brewers usually put on.
6: Yeah, your offense finally kind of showed up. And I guess in that first game, you know, our pitching came down to earth. Peralta came down to earth a little bit. And you're right, the games were competitive. But at the end of the day, we've played three series in this first month of the season and we've won all three series, which is. Awesome, and I did not expect that coming out of the Brewers this year. I don't think any of you guys expected that. Um, Well, what do you think about that? I mean,
5: we've we've played nine of the eighteen games. I think that we're going to play, and then we don't three
1: and six right now. Yeah, and
5: we we won't see the the Cubs don't see the Brewers for two more months. Like, I mean, as a Brewers fan, don't you wish you had uh, these series to win stretched out? (laughs) <laughs> or you just want to use like, you just like you a win probably, up front
6: we go six and three i mean i'll take that the, a win here is just as important as a win you know in the last month of the season and we've heard that a million times and you know what i only think your team is going to get better because the cubs always find a way to figure it out i mean you do and
5: well that the trade deadline's coming yeah uh, you may be absolutely wrong about that
3: Here's the thing is, again, kicking Brett Anderson's ass first game. Second game, they have struggled mightily against Freddie Peralta. And what I saw in that game is they were having competitive at-bats. They had the lead. Nico Horner gave him the lead with the double. You know, Mr., you know, he needs more time to hit. This seems to be the only guy who can hit consistently. Nico Horner can't hit MLB pitching. Right. So he doubles and and, and Sogard (laughs) scores and Hayward scores and everything's, you know, but what I saw is that they were f- making Peralta work. Like before, like the first couple times, because they faced him what three times, yeah. and the first couple times they faced him, like they weren't even close to him. That they it, w- it was embarrassing. Like how how they could, how they just basically like flailed at it. This time he didn't pitch. He didn't go that deep.
6: No, he only went four innings. But I will say, you know, third time through seeing you guys <laughs> giving up five hits and two home runs at seven strikeouts, I'll take that. I really third time will. In- Three weeks, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and he's your, like, number five. So we shouldn't, like, go dancing around, you know? It's like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, he's not – it's not like, uh, like oh, we had competitive events no, against no, – no, like, no
3: offense. I will take Freddie Peralta over Brett Anderson. You can put him whatever well, number well, you okay, want. Okay, he's
1: your number four or whatever, you know well, what I mean? But he started, he's, back I mean, end, he's a back-end dude. He's not spo- – he, I think he is. I don't think is. so anymore. No. I don't think no. so anymore. He's,
6: he's our number three. He's our solid All number right. three. He always had this potential, but he showed it coming out of the bullpen, and he showed it in those spots, but he was never able to put it together as a starting pitcher, and he's starting to. There's a reason we extended this guy. We signed him to a big contract. We bought out arbitration years, and he's going to be a big part of this team. And with Woodruff rounding out to an ace, Burns is looking like an ace. and you put Peralta there doing what he's doing? This is scary. We can
3: compete with anybody right now. Here's what bothers me about the situation is that – the Cubs, the one thing I worried most about this season, I'll be honest, I didn't worry about the offense. I knew what the offense is. I think we all know what the offense is. There's nothing that was shocking. Starting pitching, eh, some questions, no big deal. But the bullpen was the one that made me worried, and it was the bullpen this weekend that killed the Cubs. I mean, you got a 2 nothing lead, and you give that up on a bases-loaded walk and a hit-by-pitch? I mean, come on. Yeah. And And that
5: came wow. after that came after the game that we got into their bullpen with no outs. Like we just got into their bullpen in the first inning. They had to, you know, scramble the whole game, which as a fan, I'm like, this is great for the rest of the series. And it ended up not being because, you know, the Cubs couldn't do anything against the bullpen later.
1: No, they didn't do anything. and. and, I was worried about the Brewers coming into uh, basically this year just because we faced you so much. And it's like all my nightmares are coming true. Like I thought that when we faced the Mets and swept them that they were going to carry that forward. And it seemed like they were going to. You got the onslaught. But then the, the fact of the matter is we don't have anybody to shut down a 2 nothing lead. We you don't know? have a bullpen yeah. like that. We got one, two guys that can go out there and a bunch of no names who nobody throws hard. Not one of them. They're all like sitting, you know, low midnight, like mid nineties tops. If you see a ninety five up there, everybody else is throwing ninety seven. You got nobody to blow past there. So they're just throwing junk, 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 hoping somebody's going to swing at it. Half the times they are hitting dudes that, like you said, they gave it up on a hit pitch, hit by pitch and a walk today you got to rely on freaking Dylan Maples in a bases loaded situation. Well, like,
3: the game was over at that point because Jason Adam fucked it up. Well, yeah, yeah but, oh, but that, once
1: hurt. again, that's who yeah. you're relying on in a one nothing ball game to, like, be your shutdown dude? Like,
5: no. Well, that we – I mean, I think we like, all knew that was a mistake, right? I mean – I but, again, I but again, but again, that's, that's that the problem with the right
3: Cubs' team. bullpen. So let's take a look. Yeah. You got Rex Brothers. You put him in. He he walked a guy, hit a guy. There's that. Yeah, we, then, the problem is we have no good people. Andrew Chafin <laughs> gives up a two-run homer to Manny Pena. No offense to you, Wilo. Uh, You know, if you're going to give up a home run to Kesten Hira or or Christian Yelich who's on the deal, fine. Tip your hat. But Manny fucking Pena? You can't keep that jackass in the yard? Fuck that shit.
6: I mean, that that guy, he's got a little pop, and he's a great backup catcher, man. I love the guy. He's the longest-tenured Milwaukee brewery. I I I will not hear any
1: backup Catcher slander on the show, Crawley. <laughs> oh, you can't even do that. Not even when Yachty's a backup catcher. Which oh, you, you wouldn't know. even let like
6: Contreras go after Woodruff today. I mean, you benched him. What was that <laughs> all about? Was he scared? Were you guys scared? What was going well, on here?
1: And that's another thing I want to say. Let, let me put up today's lineup. I'm not surprised the Cubs had no hits because it looks like a getaway dayer. First of all, Ian Happ is basically terrible this year. I, I
5: have seen Ian Happ on Twitter all weekend. Just H-A-A-A-P, as in triple A Happ.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it might happen to him again if he keeps doing this. He's certainly not good enough to be a leadoff hitter, even with all the walks. Um, but look, you go Happ. All right. This is really going to really like, strike fear into the, the pitchers when you have to f- come into the game. Facing Hap than Bodie,
6: and, and it's like, not like we're and, and we're putting Woodruff out there. Okay, yeah. so
1: well, it's almost it seems like they it was a planned concession game. Like, yes. like we to face. The
6: so they're like, let's just
1: throw these assholes out there. So I mean, you had Rizzo and Bryant and Baez in there and Hayward, all your normal guys, but then you got Romine, like you said, Contreras wasn't in there. He came into the game later. Um, took an at-bat, and but it just was like that wasn't your best lineup. Like but but, but
3: this this was the game that you want against Brandon Woodruff. You were in it until the ninth. Hold the other team down, and then you need a bloop and a blast and anything. They couldn't do it, but they had opportunities. They had opportunities. They didn't cash in on them, but, but that's the type of thing. I don't mind losing one to nothing to Brandon Woodruff because he's that elite of a player. That, that, again, you're not going to score four or five runs. You kept the other team down. You didn't get the big hits. And, again, they, they got the one run. That was what? right? Jake Arrieta struggled at the beginning of the first inning and then shut the Brewers down.
6: And she was yeah. him getting out of that, man. That was bases Dude, loaded, how, no outs. How, and he how, gave up one run, man. That was that was impressive. I thought the game was over right there. I and mean, He kept you guys in it, and that's what look, you paid the guy for. That's the veteran you want on your team.
1: I mean, just look at his line. I mean, I'll – Here's like a guy that we weren't sure what he still had in the tank, and he gives you. I think he's been mostly around five innings up till now. Mm-hmm. But he, for him, he's, been, he's got uh, I think three
5: at six
1: and two at five.
5: But today was supposed to be five innings. Uh, they had a pinch hitter up, but then they struck out of the inning, and so they sent Jake out for an extra inning in the sixth. He was he was done after the fifth and he gritted out one more inning for them. So that it was, it was a great day by Jake regardless of the one run and and ultimately
1: the loss. Yeah, 8 Ks. Yeah. I mean, the Brewers do strike out
6: a lot. We but. strike out a ton, but yeah. <laughs> I, I told I told Danny this, I really hope we we sign Jeremy Jeffers just to put the the sword into your heart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys you need him more than ever, but he is a former Brewer and the great thing I like about this Brewer team is it's the opposite of what you guys have and what the Brewers, you know, traditionally do. <laughs> the thing I it's, like the most about my
5: team is it's not
6: your team. Team, or team. Well, <laughs> it, what we always do, we find guys that become studs in that bullpen. And I think this unsung hero of this series for us is J.P. Fireisen, who's yet to give up an earned run. And he came in in both the, the last two games here and just dominated. He went one inning, one hit, two strikeouts in the game two days ago and then i never heard
5: of this guy prior to this year and now i can't not hear about him like every every uh series all three series we've seen fire eyes and at uh, one point or another, a couple of times in each series, and he's been great against the Cubs. He's it, been great. He comes in in
6: high pressure situations with people on base. He gets us out of it. He strikes guys out when he needs to. And I think what we also saw in this series was uh, Devin Williams finding his form again. He made Sogard look so stupid on that strikeout, man. Like that that changeup, it just fooled the hell out of him. And I'm like, so if you got it you got Williams, and then you got Hater going one, two, three. I mean. This this team becomes Cubs played screw the closer today. Well, yeah. you know,
3: here's here's the other <laughs> frustrating thing. Here is that everyone's kind of mentioned. I know Dominic mentioned it, and Little Yumpers mentioned it. That when when all of a sudden we had a couple guys go on pro COVID protocol, they called up Justin Steele, who's a really exciting young bullpen arm, and they called up Pedro Strop, who's been through the battles before, has been battle tested, and those guys looked really good while they were here. And now you sit here. I'm, I'm just looking at the Cubs roster, and so it's like I'm thinking to myself, I'm David Ross. Who am I calling out of the, bu- the bullpen? And my choices are Jason Adam, Rex Brothers, Andrew Chafin, uh, Dylan Maples, uh, Dan no. Winkler, and Brandon no. Workman, and then the yeah. closer. But, like, there's nobody that I can sit there and be like, give me that guy. I don't have to worry about this situation. Yeah. Well, every time the bullpen comes in, I start drinking. Yeah,
1: no, and they don't need to all be lights out, although that would be nice. But you need three. You need three people that you can count on. And I think what their hope is is that somebody from this pitch lab is going to emerge to be those guys. Now, I think that because we have never seen that as Cubs fans, at least within the last decade, you know, the best we can get is a failed starter that ends up being good at the bullpen like a Carlos Marmol, who, like, (laughs) can, can toss it up there, like, for a couple years and fool everybody with a slider.
3: We've developed nobody, nobody. But, we, but again, Justin Steele is up there, and then he, the thing that's frustrating fans more than well, anything—he's not up here. That's the problem. He's he, not, was he was up like, here.
5: That's what, he, that, what Crawley's saying is he's right. not up here.
3: Right, and what's bothering people is the Dylan Maples experience. Like everybody's fucking tired of it. I don't want to hear about his amazing slider that only like people only you know. I, I get it. He has an amazing slider, but then he walks. He hits people. This is the major leagues. You put three guys on bases. That's a dangerous proposition. I don't give a shit who you are, but yeah. make them hit their way on. And so they've, they've constantly done this. Think about this. They gave up on Dwayne Underwood Jr. Okay? Dwayne Underwood Jr. right now has a better change-up strikeout rate than Devin Williams. Now, I know Williams started out a little slow, but Dwayne Underwood Jr.'s lights out right now for the Pirates. And we couldn't do it because we had to believe in Dylan Maples. And everybody is fucking tired of that. Yeah,
1: yeah Dwayne Underwood, uh, he's... Uh, 225 earned run average right now in 12 innings pitch. So I don't think we have that going on, really. <laughs> so,
5: yeah, uh, apparently, bring geppers, baby,
1: bring them up. Right. And, and it.
5: apparently, they're just still making the wrong decisions, right? They haven't picked anybody up who was good in a long time, and then they can't develop them. And they let the wrong guy go who clearly just needed a change of scenery, apparently. And somebody just to I don't know, give him a
1: high five or a hug. I don't know what the fuck they did to him. Well, they were trying like, him as a starter. Now they were yeah. trying him as a starter, and he, uh, they... he
3: looked good in his his bullpen appearances. And again, there's nothing right. Uh, maybe Adam and Workman and and something. Maybe they just need to get their group. I don't know, but right. I just know that with Maples, it's always been well. If he can ever command his pitches, he'd be really good. But he can't. He can't. <laughs> like like if he I was ever there, good. He'd be awesome. I would sit there and just, if I was the coach, if, I, if I'm uh, Craig Council, I would say, okay, Dylan Maples is in. I'm going to fine you $100 if you every time you swing the bat. Do not swing the bat. <laughs> and there he will walk you or hit you or do something. I promise you that.
1: But can I, let me ask about this Jeremy Jeffers thing, because what the hell's going on with that? Why can't he find a job? He was good for us last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. He got um, kind of exposed towards the end of the year. Like I felt like – yeah, like he had a like a pretty high FIP, for example. You know, like it was def, it was definitely he got exposed eventually. He had some luck early on, but he, he was, was also good.
5: playing the same four teams every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he true. was
1: good. And he was absolutely good, and he had okay. definitely the kind of winning
6: attitude, quality. He was Somebody that coming up in an injury when he when he started when he came up with you guys last year. You know, it was a prove it year for him, and
3: he proved it. Apparently he thing, didn't because yeah. somebody doesn't want him or some, something something I, I again he put something out recently on Twitter saying I'm ready, talk to any of my teammates, blah blah blah, but but something here just feels off because I've six, seen yep. I've seen people that are pieces of shit get chance after chance after chance. I know he's had some history with what drinking and driving. So it's like so it's half the fucking St. Louis Cardinals of of the last twenty years. You know what I mean? So I can't just Tony Larusa has the top job in Chicago right now on the south side.
6: Mark Green still works. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
3: so there has to be some kind of promotion. There Alex Rodriguez is on more. Sunday Night
6: Baseball right now.
3: I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> there has to be something more to this. And so there was this whole thing where there was like this, this fight between him and, quote, his ex-agent. I don't know what it is, but I can't believe nobody will kick the tires or give this guy a shot. Well, Somebody's got to have a shitty bullpen and just be like, hey, this guy's out there. Let's try it. Not somebody,
5: Crawley. The Cubs have a shitty bullpen.
3: You, There's, yeah. He will not hurt this bullpen. And I'm I mean, just telling you, you you got 30 teams out there. Somebody has to have a bullpen too. I got hey, if he comes back to the Cubs, I'm fine with it. I'm just telling you, something's weird about this. Yeah, well, I got a feeling's gonna pop up Here's or later. Here's what he
1: got caught for. We say drugs. He, you know, weed used to be illegal in the minor leagues. It is I think they just changed that. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, that if you tested positive for weed, that was an automatic suspension. That's what he uh got uh tested positive for so it wasn't
5: 21 pounds of methamphetamines in his
1: locker no that's the new bullpen guys (laughs) that we have yeah it's the oh okay yeah uh uh, no it it was weed so he went down for something that's legal in chicago uh as a minor leaguer because they in major leaguers they they don't test for it or if they do they don't suspend for it um i I swear there was something else too yeah there was something else too I mean, he's, he's probably laundering money out of the fish truck or something. No, like I thought that, he got like
3: know. a Dewey or something in in in, in uh, Milwaukee. Something yeah, I think, happened. Yeah, but see that I'm right. But between last year and this year, did anything happen? That's that's the thing that I'm wondering. That's what I don't know yeah. because it doesn't make sense otherwise.
6: He was with the Nationals. Yeah, they released him. What's the what's the news? What was the reason? I mean, that's
1: they so didn't he give one. Yeah. Something, something stinks about it. I agree with you, Crawley, because there's gotta be a reason. And for him to come out so strong on Twitter, which I don't know if that's strong to like release a statement on Twitter. In fact, it kind of makes you look desperate. And I'm like, Jeremy, yo, maybe slow your roll, let your agent handle this. But he's had a big fight with his agent. Uh, I, I, that's part of this saga where he's like, that guy sold me, uh, you sold me short. He's a total, uh, he, he ruined my career. Remember he had that statement too. So.
5: Well I that a big it? problem trying to trying to work your situation because if you hate your agent and you're fighting with your agent, it's hard to get another agent, right? If if you're not gonna be a, a cash cow for them. And Jeffers is not going to be that for somebody. He's not a superstar that's you know gonna just bring in a ton of money.
3: My understanding though is that guy's not his agent. At one time he was, and that's who Jeffers was kind of saying, like, this is the guy that this is the guy that's to blame for the problems I'm having. Like this, this, whoever this ex-agent was is the one kind of spreading out kind of whatever rumors there may be.
1: So now normally for you guys, Eric, he was known as a like a high-performance uh, dude, seventh, eighth-inning guy who could be in there in high-leverage situations. Uh, I mean, it, do you think that he could still be used that, like that, or is he more – I mean, if you I'm ask me really, – I'm surprised the player has picked
6: him up. With uh, for depth. I mean, he pitched amazing for us. I remember we traded him off to the Rangers and they said he relapsed and kind of, you know, just lost his home in the Midwest. And he had a very bad time there. We picked him back up and him and Corey Knebel, they were an amazing one-two I remember. For we two saw it. Years for us. And, you know, we let him go because for whatever reason. Oh, but, there it is. You know. uh,
1: what does it say? Uh, I know many people are well, it says, I'm ready, really big. And then it says, This is Jeremy Jefferson's quote. I know many people are wondering why I'm not in a clubhouse right now. In fact, we're doing that right now on this show. Yeah. And to be honest, I am asking the same question. Hey, we should have had him on. He could ask the same question with us. I invited uh, him look, on next you week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we could get him, uh, you know. Having no team interest has left me hurt and confused. To be clear, I want to play, I'm ready to pitch and there is no reason for me to not be given the opportunity to do so. I have a lot left to contribute to the game, and I'm a good teammate that is battle-tested with a proven track record. On the mound is where I'm most at home, and I deserve a chance to be there again soon.
5: And he does. Okay, hold on. I think John Peake has figured it out. Uh, Jeremy insists on putting fish in the microwave every day in the clubhouse, (laughs) and nothing gets you booted from the clubhouse than microwave and fish.
1: Well, the thing that makes me sad is we never got to try the fish truck. That was only in Milwaukee because the only time we had him was 2020 and fans weren't allowed within, you know, 20 feet of anything. Yeah, right. So, um, well, it's, it's a sad situation. I bet you he picks up in Japan or something or goes to Korea and, you know, maybe. I mean, honestly, though. Why isn't he getting picked up by the Cubs? but well, exactly something weird is going on. Like it's something we don't know has happened, or at least a bad rumor about him. Here, and here we go. Strope, Jeffers, Steele
5: comes up. Who are we dropping? I think it's fairly easy. Adam, Maples, and then who's our third guy? Winkler. We're, Winkler. We're hey. we're dumping, and yeah. then I mean. I don't have any issue with making that swap right there. And honestly, you have nothing to lose from it because if it doesn't work, you still have Adam uh, Winkler mm-hmm. and yeah. Maples sitting down at your alternate
1: site that you can well, try M- Maple's is Maples out. is out of options. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we, we would lose that exciting pitcher <laughs> that walks the bases loaded and then hits a bunch of guys. And, uh, yeah. He'll go
5: join Underwood, and they'll be,
1: like, fucking one-two
5: combination, yeah. eighth, yeah. ninth, Well, Well, Lillian brothers. Away.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, that's what I'm saying, that we don't have anybody. Like, they're all capable of being good. I, I'm not going to be like, oh, they're all going to be terrible every time. Like, sometimes they will go out there, and they'll give a one-two-three inning. But mostly there's a little traffic, a walk. A hit, something happens that elongates the game, does not let the game settle down and put a victory away. I just feel like, besides Kimbrel, who I think is probably the number one guy that's on the the bubble to be traded before the trade deadline, uh, you know, maybe they're hoping
5: the they are hoping that that's the case.
1: The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Canun Sunglasses. Did you know that your outdoor experiences could be better? Clearly better. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Kanan's lenses are clearer, lighter and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Kanan sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code canoncast 15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, Clearly better. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Yeah, wow. he, that he stays healthy and and stays good. But like um Dominic says dump maples, see if he clears waivers. He probably won't. I agree. Somebody will pay him and somebody will take him and give him a contract a- around the major leagues. He's not gonna clear
6: waivers. And um guys, the and- way you're talking, man, I feel like I'm on like a brewer's podcast from like six <laughs> years ago. Like this is <laughs> awesome. Like <laughs>
5: oh no, that makes that makes total sense, Eric. Yeah. It is like a Brewers uh, podcast because we've spent the whole time talking about the Cubs bullpen.
6: Well, we made the playoffs. We live in your head (laughs) rent-free. I think we're living rent-free in your head right now, to be honest with you. All
5: we're talking about is our bullpen. Yeah, We we were supposed to talk about these three games.
1: Our bullpen well, figured largely into it. Our, our so bullpen you know, was the
3: biggest bet. part of why we didn't win those two games, unfortunately. We have a good bullpen. I think we take game two.
5: Yeah, well, and, and if we had anybody... Who thought to themselves, you know, let's just get on base in Game Three? That was ridiculous, right? I but was but, so but again, today. if Thanks.
3: if if you were to say who are the top five pitchers in the NL right now, you got to start to think if Brandon Woodruff wouldn't make that list. So it's like I get oh, mad, I get mad when Brett Anderson. If you can't get a good hit against Brett Anderson, then fuck you. But but again, you're going to see when you see Degrom and you don't get on base and you don't get hits. Well, you shrug your shoulders and say, that guy's like one of the best pitchers. And you yeah, bet true, you, but they had an opportunity, like in the fourth, right? Right. I mean, they had guys on. It's not always going to
6: work out, though. You go, yeah. I mean, you're, you go Woodruff's, you know, uh, one of the top pitchers in the league. What would you say, top five? Like, he's in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Agreed. They, and, they've got two guys in the top five right now. And Burns is pro- arguably better than Woodruff this year.
3: Correct. Probably. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I mean, and thank God we uh, didn't
3: see him this series. <laughs> well, guys,
6: the pitching's so good, too. And you have to remember this team has not had Lorenzo Kane and has not had Christian Yelich. And we just got Colton Long back in this series, who went off on you guys, man. That guy could not, you could not keep him off the bases. And we're winning with backup guys, man. We really are. Yeah, we Yelich You know
3: that was with was us in St. Louis, series. too, though. Sure. When he was in St. Louis, Wong killed us as well. But this is what we predicted would happen in the NL Central was a giant cluster, and oh, yeah. and here and here we are. I mean, obviously, you can see the Brewers are on a little streak here. They've gone seven and three in their last ten, and unfortunately, Cubs five and five. But but you know, the Cubs are th- as awful, historically bad start. Those first three weeks, the Cubs are one of the worst offenses in the history of baseball.
6: They're still
1: five. Your
3: run differential
6: is still minus two, and you put 15 runs up in the first game of the series. Yeah. Like, that's saying a lot. <laughs> it's Feast or famine. Right. Yeah. Feast so or right food. now,
3: we're th- w- they're three games back, and, and-, and who knows what's going to happen. And then the mighty Cincinnati Reds, who we were all impressed with, have a seven-game losing streak. Here's yeah. the they problem. They still have the best
5: um, run differential in the
6: league because they did so much in that first week. If the Cubs stay three games back, four games back, and we're getting towards the trade deadline here, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Do they you sell everything I guarantee. you have, or do you sell it off?
1: If they can get a good deal in place, they will sell. Either that or they'll just do a bunch of qualifying offers and draft picks and we'll see in five years.
3: Eric, yeah. this is this is Eric. Where I had a lot of problems with Cubs fans, and I was arguing with a lot of Cubs fans. Is they, you know, I've been watching baseball for thirty-five, you know, years. I know you don't freak out over because it's one hundred and sixty-two. Everyone wins sixty. Everyone loses sixty. It's what you do in the middle forty-two. Blah blah. I did that. This is not that season. This is a season that's really a sixty-game season. You have April and May. By the end of May, that's when you have to make a decision whether you're staying with this team and standing pat, and maybe trying to add. Or whether you're giving guys away, and if you're two games behind, I don't see how Jed Hoyer could say we're going to stay pat and see what happens and risk having all these guys walk.
5: Yeah, I would honestly say it's not even after 60 games. I don't think they're making that decision. I think that decision has been made, and they have 60 games to change their mind.
1: Yeah, fair well, enough. Well, fair well, enough. 60 games. Yeah. 60 games to get that deal in place that they started talking about in the winter. I think is just like hypothetically, okay, let's done, say, say the Cubs.
3: If the Cubs are five or six games up in the division, you can't make those. Then, then you put ownership and management in a very tough position. But if you're three, four games back, yep, yeah, and and I and I think they're working towards
5: that. I think the front office and the ownership is is actively working towards uh, keeping the team. They're hoping that they're going to be one or two games under 500 at that point. Um, and by the way, I said Cincinnati was still leading the league in the differential. I'm wrong. Uh, Milwaukee with their six yeah. six run output today, uh, I mean,
6: jumped in the lead with with that first three. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. With Burns giving up nothing, you know, Woodruff giving up nothing, and Peralta giving up nothing. I mean, that's just what's gonna be. I mean, it, last time I talked to you guys, you guys were surprised and say, "No, oh, we're just kind of in it," and we were in first place at the time. And I think we're forgetting about that. This team is winning. We are seven and three. We've won three straight series against the Cubs. We're doing it with our backup players. Everybody who we needed to step up, who had an off year last year, Narvaez has stepped up. I mean, Avi Garcia has stepped up. Colton Wong has stepped up. We have McKinney who's come off the bench, stepped up. We, we, we have these guys coming out of the bullpen that are stepping up. I mean, it's all the things that we needed to happen are happening at the same time. And it's, not to you mention know,
1: that you swept the Padres.
6: We did sweep yeah. the Padres. Uh, Given uh, that uh, uh, yeah, we the San Diego series against the Dodgers, but we were also flying across the country. And I mean, a win's a win, man. And that was for me, I'm like, this team is good. That that proved it for me because that's yeah, really and the great baseball scholar, Pythagoras, agrees with you. Uh you're right
5: on track. Thirteen and eight. Boom. Pythagoras. He, he predicted this uh, 400 years ago.
2: 4,000?
5: No, 4, maybe 4,000 years.
1: Sorry. No, not really. I, lose so I, I have one more question to ask you before we uh, preview this Brave series and get the fuck out of here. And that is uh, you live in Los Angeles, and yes. um, I've been told that it, it, at uh, Dodger Stadium that they are currently doing vaccinated sections where you don't have to social distance. Have you heard of this?
6: I have not heard of this, and I stay pretty on top of the news here, but, man, I, I would think they'd try to, you know, keep people apart so they don't stab each other, you know?
5: They they can't, they can't even show it on TV. It's like well, orgy.
6: I said, yeah, I said, is, uh,
5: they're fucking and kissing and doing all sorts of shit in there. Yeah, you know, I heard a great
6: joke like, because they're giving the vaccines out in Dodger Stadium. I actually got my second Moderna in the parking lot. And they uh, they're shortening uh, uh, the vaccination period so they could start the games on time. And I'm like, it just shows what <laughs> kind of priority, you know, that saving lives, and they are to get making people money. But uh, a comic, Fraser Smith, told the joke. He goes, "Yeah, I got my uh, Moderna shot at Dodger Stadium. You know, the last time I got stabbed there, uh, you know, I usually just had to wear a Giants hat. So, uh, oh. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, Danny, I've talked to people in the know around the neighborhood of Wrigley Field. And obviously a lot of bar owners are really struggling because of all these regulations and rules and and capacity. And the thing that I am hearing, not, not factual yet, but something that a lot of people around the area are hearing. Remember when we were younger and they, what was the first thing they used to ask you when you would go into a restaurant? Smoking or not. Correct. Right. So the belief is now that they are going to, have a vaccinated versus non-vaccinated section in the bars. Okay. And so if you are in the vaccinated section, you would be under all, you would be able to do whatever you did. 2019 party it up. If you are in the non-vax section, you have to do all the rules that are in Chicago, which for me 60. are such a struggle. Cause I'm not used to like sit in your seat, have to have your mask on. If you're not drinking, like all these fucking rules to try to encourage people to get this vaccination. You know what else I hope they do? I hope they uh put the vaccinated
5: section up on our little riser so we can all just look down at them. Yeah, <laughs> we but- can just fucking and we can and and every so often we just all get to stand up and just point at them and look at them and give them a real shit look.
1: Well, I'll tell you man, <laughs> for the, the pod situation at G-Man Tavern for the bleacher bum band and everybody having to buy like multiple seats, like instead of just, Hey, you want to go to the show? Yeah. Bleacher bums are playing 10 bucks. Like let's go in. That is what rock and roll is. You know, rock and roll is not pods and like, yeah, I, I need a pod of three and I'm going to pre-plan my rocking. No. I mean, maybe Devo. Yeah. They, they might've had some <laughs> pods. Yeah. But, you know, uh possibly Daft Punk had some pots. I'm I'm pretty sure. But but I, I think it, it's it, what I would love to do is say vac- vaccinated people only at my at the Bleager Bum Band show. If you want to go to the back room for this particular event for this hour, you got to show that you are vaccinated or at least vouch for it and say that we're going to do what we want. We're going to pack it full of a hundred people because it would be fine yeah. because you're fucking with me now, right? Eric, you, you're throwing shows in LA right now, too. Like, you know, we're in the same position as the teams. They want people in those stands. Like they, if they can have no social distancing in vaccinated areas, if I can have a vaccinated room where I can pack a hundred people in there and make money for people and myself. If you can do that at the comedy clubs, if you don't vaccinate yourself, you're fucking with our livelihood. So, you know, at that point, I'm just like, okay, no, you do get to be a second class citizen now and not come to the show because you didn't get the thing, you know, and if you have a medical, you know, issue with it or whatever, tough titty. I mean, you can come in, but take that risk that. All the people saying you're supposed to take all the time, you know, like now the shoes on the other foot. Now it's on you to take the risk, you know. And um, if you lied and said you were vaccinated and came to my show and you got covid because there was some super spreader in there, then you can't be sued for that because it wasn't my fault. You you're the one that lied. But you have to have it's a weird situation. Nobody wants this, but I but it's fucking with everybody fucking with baseballs fucking with me it's fucking with eric it's fucking yeah. with you Crawley. michael are you getting fucked with by the covid laws you're like not really no i'm fine. literally
5: <laughs> no it's I'm killing me but like i say i i wear elevated shoes so i can point at people and i can put myself higher than them but that's there all that's the only yeah. way it's i mean and, and sometimes that hurts my back a little bit those shoes are uncomfortable
1: so well, uh, I'm really says uh Quasimodo predicted all of this. Oh, Isn't it. that the hunchback of Notre Dame? It is. Did, so he, did, he, he, had, oh. <laughs> did he
5: predict, did he I predict that? I don't think I, he really did.
6: It was in the hump. Yeah. yeah. Do the
1: hump, the hump. Well, congratulations first, on your series win, Eric. We're very, uh, very you didn't proud of it.
6: So, I love the fake smile you put on your face, and it's not our series win; it's our third series win. But, anyways, you know, <laughs> it's not a big deal for me because you know that's just the team where we are this year, and we're only going to get healthier, and we're only going to get better. So, it's only going to get worse for you guys. Um, we, <laughs> so, I, I will be. I, don't I will, know you may be peaking. I will be in I, Milwaukee for that next. On this team, without an MVP on this team, we're peaking. I, I, I don't know. I don't think we are. Yet.
3: I I will be in Milwaukee for the next series. So Oh, you're going uh, to the Milwaukee series? Yeah. Yep, I, I
6: will be up there. I will be there for the Dodgers series. I'm going uh, I'll be there all weekend. Uh, it's my first time going to Am Fam Field. No, Am Fam Field. Field. Yeah, Miller Park. My question is what are the rules in the Midwest? Cuz I went to uh, Dodgers Nationals Scherzer versus Kershaw with Johnny Hammonapia. We had a nice little oh, nice. Uh, group of 4 and uh, we could drink our beers. We didn't have to wear a mask. It was no issue. Like at Wrigley, are they making you wear your mask?
3: No. Well, retired. yeah, it really depends where what section <laughs> you're in because Wrigley is all like kind of retired people, a lot of retired people that work around, and some just take it way more than another. Other people just kind of point and be like that. The main thing is as long as you're drinking. Well, you know uh,
6: that's yeah, it. I'm always going to be drinking, so I guess so, I'll be dude, out. No, That's that's,
3: that's the only issue. Maintain that drunk? You'd be fine. You can't just walk around without a mask on. That's the main thing. But as long as you're eating or drinking, you can. You don't have to have the mask on.
6: Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man. We got the Marlins, which, I, you know, I thought the Pirates would be an easy series for us, and we lost two of three. Uh, yeah, Marlins. We
5: understand. <laughs> Actually, we 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 don't we don't know what it's like to
6: win two of three against the Brewers. Well, you don't, but maybe you will. <laughs> Uh, so we we got the Marlins coming up, and I just don't want to see a letdown here. And then we got a four-game series against the Dodgers at home, which I'm really excited about, man. And, I mean, we swept the pods. The Dodgers are the team to beat, and I think this is a prove-it series for us, man. We're at home, and we'll see what happens, man, but I'm excited. I really am. Well, uh, I
1: hope you guys lose.
6: and, uh... <laughs> and the Dodgers, come on, root for us against the Dodgers, at least.
3: Well, I, 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 I am re- I am I am rooting for Brett Anderson to make a return to the lineup rotation. to you guys as soon as possible?
1: No, you're never going to see Brett Anderson again. It's the glue factory for
6: him. Well, we're it's back down yeah. to like a four man rotation, but with Brett Suter and Craig Council, we'll figure it out, man. It doesn't scare us. Well, and, and Brett Suter's always carved
1: us, always yeah. carved us up. You know, for years and years, because he's like one of those like. You know Hendrixy kind of dudes that you know. Just, it's the slow stuff, and uh, it's just. Uh, and and
3: John Pincus brings up this great point. Wisconsin don't give a shit. It true. is true. This Thank is what you. this is the thing. They they don't wear masks on purpose so they can identify fibs. <laughs> so if you are wearing a mask, they know you're a fucking Illinois bastard. That's what they do. There are no rules in Wisconsin. I will tell you, it is the wild west there. It's 2019 in Wisconsin. Well,
6: I'm looking forward to you guys being so bad that if I go to a Cub series at Miller Park at the end of the year, you guys just don't make the trip. That'll be great. Uh, <laughs> we'll still come up. I mean, we'll finally you know. get our stadium back, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll celebrate in glory. No, well, we'll guys- We'll just, still
1: like, come up because, unfortunately, the tickets will still be cheaper up there than at Wrigley Field, true. even if we're in last place. Like it'll, just and work. we can get
3: our Oozinger jerk sausages. So yeah. We don't
6: see you guys for a
3: couple, like a
6: month or so here, huh?
1: Yeah, until yeah. June, I guess. No, a little bit more than that. So yeah, we got like two months. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, I'm looking it up now, but end of June, end of June.
6: Yeah. Well, you boys be good, man. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys put it together, but. I really, I'd really, i rather have you guys be really good or really bad because I'd hate you guys to be like two games, three games out and then having to make that choice.
1: Uh, I, I think the choice has already been made. I, I <laughs> like the way that Michael put it is that they already chose that they're going to dismantle this core of this team in in the best way that they possibly can to assure a good future. But... I think that they could still decide not to do that, but I don't think anything in the Cubs play so far is going to make them decide not to do that. I think everybody's expecting that, you know, we will be, it it wouldn't even be a white flag trade at this point. No. So we wouldn't even be, have the, uh, uh, the offense of that. So, well, uh, I'll play your theme song and then you can go. Well,
6: <laughs> I was thinking about this. I, I would like to, you know, endear myself to your to your listeners, and I figured when I sign off, we could all collectively agree upon one thing and just uh, say uh, "fuck the Cardinals," you know. Hey,
1: like yeah. Yeah.
3: Cheers! Cheers! I like
6: fuck it.
1: Uh, and uh, do you have anything to plug before you go? What do you What do you, you got a show going every Thursday in
6: LA? Uh, yeah, but I just wrapped that up. I'm going to be coming to Milwaukee for that series and I'll be doing some shows at the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee. Oh. It's the premier comedy club in Milwaukee. I'll be there Saturday night and Sunday coming up this uh next weekend here.
1: Really? Hi. This very next weekend? Yes. Like, like seven days from now, six days?
6: Yes. Saturday and uh Sunday brunch show. So let's do
1: ah. it. Let let's see if we can try to get up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna see if I can come uh, yeah. up and and uh, a brunch show. That's kind of my speed.
6: Yeah, it's a Sunday show. It starts around one o'clock, and there's bloody marys and mimosas, and uh, we get a lot of the local comics. We do a little. I, we got about eight comics up. I'll headline it at the end. It'll be a, it'll be a good time, man. Yeah.
1: All right, let's do it. Let, let's try to figure out some way to get like a little like a rant or caravan up that oh, to, to, well, to drive.
5: You know the ranchers just boo you the whole time. Yeah, you know, we're <laughs> going to
1: heckle the. Fuck. We're going to drink like twenty Bloody Marys and, and then end up having to stay at the Holiday Inn
2: in well,
6: the, park, in the parking lot. lot. Two months of crowd work at the Improv patio trying to keep people coming off of fresh, you know, quarantine interested. <laughs> so fucking bring it on, Cubs fans. I got you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Midwest is too polite to really heckle properly unless Best you're. Unless in the
6: country, man. Everybody's it, everybody's great, man.
1: It would all be
5: just like Brewers suck. And like other people who are actually at the show, like won't even
1: understand why they're doing yeah, no it.
6: It's it'll, it'll literally be inside baseball at that point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do it. Well, thanks for coming. Here's your theme song. We'll see you next weekend.
6: All right. Oxford.
4: We love.
1: He really does have uh, one of the best songs of all of our uh, other, other team guests uh let's try to do that let's try to go up there I, I need to check my schedule see what's going on next weekend but crawley you're up there
3: i'm always up there
1: yeah so maybe we we got to figure that out and go uh, i would love to go drink bloody bears watch comedy on a sunday <laughs> afternoon but you know unfortunately it's so far away from my house i'm like i needed somebody to drive me to be for me to truly have a good time i need to j- just uh find a good designated driver i mean hey sometimes i've actually looked into it when i've wanted to go to milwaukee um and i didn't have a car is how much an uber is up there it's not terrible sometimes <laughs> like usually it's when less I'm than looking, a plane ride it's yeah it's less than a it is though it's not it, it's not terrible like you can i've seen it like in the middle of the night uh, oh, I want to go up to Potawatomi Bingo Casino or something. Like, and you look it up, it's like two in the morning, and it'll be like 85 bucks. And you're like, hmm, well, maybe I could go. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. But then you're like, oh, 85 back, and I'm going to lose all my money. In the craps machine end up like hooking underneath the bridge. As you may have noticed, there's been numerous ads in this show: Canon sunglasses, bed online, locker room. That's fine if you got all the time in the world, but I certainly don't. And here I am wasting my time again and your time by asking you to please become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a no-brainer. One dollar a month is all it takes to get your own RSS feed where it is early. It's already there. You're going to get this show so much later. Then everybody else that's our patron, it's not even funny. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is how you get it to your ears immediately, right after we record it. It's the only way. Dollar a month, $3 a month if you want to buy each one of us a beer, $5 a month if you like the Cubs music I write, $10 a month if you want the Rantor calendar and your name at the end of the show. Come on now. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's easy how we keep the lights on do it so uh the braves are coming up and i'll just run through this real quick because it's already an hour and a half into the the show and i just want to bring this up about the braves is they got one hit today in a double header against the diamondbacks one of them was a quote unquote no hitter by um madison bumgarner
5: oh hold on since you're going to bring this up this is a tfc i just grabbed uh, if MLB is going to say a seven inning no hitter isn't a real no hitter, then that's an admission that MLB thinks a seven inning game isn't a real game.
1: Just play nine innings. Yeah, you know, logic isn't really big in this country these days, so I don't no. know if that's going to work out. But yeah, they so they're scuffling. Obviously, one hit today against the Diamondbacks, um, and then uh, they split with the Yankees after they we saw them last. Uh, we lost two or three to them. So uh, that didn't go well. We lost five to two and then we uh, each beat each other. Wait, no, wait, what was the final of the one five to two? And then we each beat each other 13, 13
3: to, four. to four. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. And we, we beat them 13 to four and then they beat us 13 to four. And then they went on to split with the Yankees. Um, well,
3: all- the Yankees and Braves, both are two teams that have been very disappointing this year. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think I don't I don't know how many people would have said the Braves wouldn't have finished first or second this year. And they they, they have been struggling. And then the Yankees, another team that's been struggling. So,
1: yeah, uh, right now they're nine and 12. So uh, pretty disappointing. In fact, remember that guy, Doc, that we talked to the Braves fan uh, from the the uh, what was the name of the podcast? The uh, Platinum Sombrero podcast. And uh, he seemed pretty down on his down on his team, especially the pitching. That it wasn't really working out like they had thought. Then I was like, "Man, is everybody sad about their teams?" And I think it's true that we all are. Like we're disappointed. Mets fans are a little disappointed. You know, well, I'm. I'm looking struggling.
5: around. I'm looking around the the standings here. And it's like the Mets are nine and eight. They're in first place. You know, <laughs> that doesn't make you yeah. feel good there. You know, the entire Central is uh, within three games of 500 and four games of everybody.
3: I I, uh, I, w- I will list the fan bases that are happy right now the Dodgers, the Giants, Boston, Kansas City, Oakland, and Seattle. Those are the happy fan bases.
5: Yep. That's yeah it. I, then, I I would say the White Sox are excited right now too. They've yeah, had, they've had some things to get excited about this year. Um so I would say, I would put the White Sox in there. Other, otherwise I agree with you there, Carly.
1: When I'm looking at the comparative
5: stats between Crowley the Braves just doesn't and the want Cubs. to give the White Sox any credit <laughs> I never like, get,
3: like, like don't acknowledge the World Series. I'm like ESPN there's no such <laughs> thing as the 2005 World Series
1: but if if you're looking at the Braves and the Cubs comparatively, like the offenses have been pretty much the same. Uh, they're in fact tied for Homers. So they're hitting the Homers. They're just not scoring enough runs to win. <laughs> you know, It's like, okay, so who who cares about uh, one run shots? Uh, but both teams are top ten in walks though, but yet they don't happen to be on base when the Homer gets it. I guess is what's happening. And um the Cubs do strike out a lot more. The Cubs are stealing more bases uh, and they're neck and neck and run scored 92 for the Cubs, 91 for the Braves. And that's like right in the middle of the major leagues right now. And, well, and we're luckily, looking at this and they're all in three oh, games. No, the Cubs, all their runs are in three games.
5: <laughs> well, and you know, I so. was just going to say, and luckily because the MLB scheduling is so wonderful we're seeing the Braves again for the second time in two weeks, rather than and the last you know, having time spread out in any way. Like it's ridiculous.
1: And the last time
2: we're yeah, seeing and, them, and big. for the last
5: time,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll done, probably see them next, in next April. year. Yeah, and then uh, the the pitching though uh, the the Braves has been been terrible, second to last in team ERA. Right now, the Braves relievers are half a run worse than the Cubs relievers. So, if you think we got it bad, and we're, we've spent <laughs> <laughs> the last – I mean, this is a team that's picked to, to win it or be right there with the well, Mets. We know why uh, Why a
5: Georgia team's not picking up Jeffers, though. Hey, Just throwing that out there.
1: And, the, well, here's why. They give up a shit ton of homers. That's why they're giving up a shit ton of runs. Uh, and the the Cubs, by the way, are back to being – the worst team when it comes to walking guys, which I think we can. We already talked about that. The bull penis terrible. And then, um, uh, the defense, the Braves and Cubs both have barely any errors. The, they're 29th and 30th in our uh, bull errors.
2: penis terrible.
1: It is. It, it Everybody's is, though. That's what I'm saying. Everybody hates their bullpen. There's like two teams that have good bullpens. And then uh, here's the matchups. You got Zach Davies. Uh, he is not really impressed. I I still like him, I guess, but it, it hasn't been good. He's going up against Charlie Morton, the veteran, who's, uh you know, it, well, here, I guess they're both kind of veterans now. Here's Marcelo Zuna. Pablo Sandoval and Ender Encinarte and Freddie Freeman. Well, those are the guys with some at-bats against him. They kind of kick the shit out of uh, Zach Davies. They like it slow. Marcelo Ozuna especially. He's got a 391 um, batting average against him. And then the Braves versus – oh, no, I got the wrong one up. Uh, Dave – no, that's Davies. The the, uh, Cubs versus Morton. Here we go. Um, It's not as uh, impressive. Cubs uh, OPS is 721 Rizzo's got the only homer he's seen him the most with 24 at bats but there's nothing really to look at here I basically I guess the takeaway is that the Braves like hitting against Davies historically more than the Cubs like hitting off of Charlie Morton um And Davies has
3: really struggled the last few times out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It, Davies
1: faced think? Atlanta too. He gave up four on seven hits and he only lasted four innings in a 5 2 loss. So,
5: yeah, I was just going to ask. I mean, do you think that Davies, this is more of a big picture, uh, how long are we going to be able to hold with Davies the way that he's pitching now? Well, who else we got?
3: Right. I mean, well, we
5: don't have anybody. That's the problem. I mean, I. Mm,
1: I don't know. I know it's a problem. Uh, We've been saying what the problem is. We all night long. are like, it, got no pitching. Uh, but
5: but how long can you truly keep him there? I mean, he, they're, he's they're, not helping you in any way if he's getting three innings.
3: They're they're going to try to four. give him every opportunity to write this ship. They're going to give him at least, you know, I don't see them making any move to do anything with him. Um, you know, I think that, that, Davies has a track record. They're going to hope that it starts to go that direction.
5: Yeah, I, I I agree, and and I I mean I'm asking the question just to see what you guys might say, but it does feel like we're stuck with Davies, regardless of what he does. Yeah, he may end up with you know a a seven eight nine ERA by the end of this season, and yeah, he's yeah. still starting for us every five days.
1: Yeah. And it's only the one year that we have him, Right. And so it, you know, he's another one that you can maybe see move. Now I don't even know who they have <laughs> down in the minor leagues to even come up and uh, take a spot. We don't even, I mean, I guess and, middle, guys, somebody that you could slot in if you wanted to
3: guys, don't forget that, that there is no minor leagues really yet. Not yet. So, not yet. So, so a lot of these, like there's it. nobody that's kind of like ready to throw and give you any more innings than Zach Davies. They may give you better innings, but they're not going any more than three or four innings. So hold on, they've, Charlie, they've... I'm con-
5: I'm confused. Nico Horner seems to be really good right now. I thought that's because he was in the minor leagues, just tearing it up.
3: Am I wrong? Well, they've about been that? in they've been in South Bend, and they've done a couple of scrimmage games with the White <laughs> Sox alternate site. And actually, uh, for people that are uh, Patreon subscribers only. I will be going on Wednesday, Schaumburg. Uh, I will be in Schaumburg, Illinois, to watch the alternate site Cubs versus the alternate site White Sox. Ooh. Wait, why is
5: that a Patreon thing? Did you just invite the Patreon people to go yeah, with Yeah, are we
1: all going?
3: <laughs> no, we're. About to, I'll put some videos up so people that are curious to kind of see, oh, what it looks okay, like, see okay. what's going on. Yeah, I was confused.
5: Cool. I, I was getting kind of excited. I mean, I'm like, eh, Schaumburg. I mean, kind of sucks, but
1: fuck. <laughs> There's a there, get it, head by Woodfield. <laughs> yeah,
3: head by Woodfield. By <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: uh game two. Uh, Ch- uh Williams is going out there, and um this is what the uh, Braves have done against him. Ozuna, man, he just Carves up everybody that is ever a cub. He mostly did this win. Probably Williams was a, a pirate, but Ozuna batting 389, uh, 20 at bats. Arcia does okay against him. He's got a dong off of him. So does Acuna. Um, but uh, Williams was the beneficiary of that thirteen to four game against the Braves. The the one the Cubs won, and uh, he was pretty good. gave up Gave up one run on four hits. And I think Ian Anderson is going to go out there. Uh, it's hard to tell. It said that, like, check this out. Trevor Williams versus Ian Anderson. And they got their stats up there. Cubs have never seen Anderson. So I'm like, well, who's going to go Wednesday then? And I was like, oh, my God. It's Kyle Hendricks versus Ian Anderson. And I was like, what's <laughs> going on? And I was like, oh, they just, he's going to pitch two days in a row, I guess, because – Maybe the uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on. Wait, so, I...
5: that's actually great news. Yeah, because news that the means <laughs> the Cubs have a better shot at him on day 2.
1: Yeah, really, because he'll he'll have already pitched like six innings the day before or something. No hit I'm look, I'm
3: looking at the media notes right now from this morning that the Cubs released and every one of them they're going to pitch the same pitcher 3 days in a row according to this. Yeah. Is it is it TBD? Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tittles, Tittles, Baron, Dongleboff. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Ian Anderson's definitely going to pitch one of these games, and the Cubs have never seen him, so I really got nothing to tell you about, about him. Um, but Kyle Hendricks is going to go out there. And if you recall Kyle's last game against the Braves, that was the other 13 to 4 game, which was, was
3: not, not the good
1: one. And, uh, Kyle gave up four home runs in the first inning, and, uh, it was the worst start of his career like i i don't think i'm under understating that nope and and um uh, marcelo zuna loves hitting off of him because he loves hitting <laughs> off of everybody on the cubs and he's batting 382 and he's got two home runs and uh yeah he pretty much kicks our ass so just don't pitch to azuna and i think you'll be okay um but overall the Braves actually do like Kyle they've seen him a bunch uh, 143 total plate appearances for a 940 OPS and eight dongs. So that's pretty bad. Um, so maybe I'm um, just maybe that last start against the Braves was not totally an aberration for what happened. It was with for Kyle. what it
3: was. What was that? Like sure, they, yeah, they were, it was, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was for what it was. But I'm saying it's a little more of the same as well.
3: Wasn't Did there he, four home runs in that first inning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I mean, you give us
5: a, 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 a Wrigley a weather forecast, not a report. I was going to say a, a weather oh, report, what, a forecast for Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, is it hopefully it's going to be warmer? I mean, do you think that that's going to help these guys get more on track? I don't.
1: Well, let's see what the weather's going to be. And then I will tell you what I think I, will yeah. happen to the Cubs. Um.
3: And I mean, obviously, it's probably going to be warmer than here. It's just a question with Atlanta. Is is, is just is it going to stay dry?
1: Okay, I'm looking at right. it right That's now. It could, be, it could be wet. It could be a little oh, dangerous. It's going to be very much warmer. Uh, 80s, mid-80s, lows in the mid-60s. So, yeah, it's going to be a warm week in Atlanta when we're there. I mean, it could. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Cubs have trouble in Atlanta. I did not look that up. Uh, before this, but I I just I feel like th- those Atlanta trips just feel like little sojourn south. Not a lot of southern teams, you know, that we that the Cubs regularly play, and it just always feels weird when we go there. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, Ian Anderson's gonna pitch uh, the the third uh, third game as well, and probably the fourth game. But we mighty Enoa, and if you recall who Enoa was, he is the guy who the Cubs scored 13 runs off of. So that I think is what is actually going to happen. Javi and Wilson took him deep. And um, I don't know what happens in game four. I really don't know who the Braves are going to put out. I don't know who the Cubs are going to put out. I, it could be Alzalai, They could send him down again. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Mills starts. Um, any guesses?
3: No, there's, there's no clue on that. I mean, it, it, it's... it's um... Open day? I, I would say they probably stick with Alzelay if I'm going to be a betting man. Right. Yeah. I mean,
7: and
5: Alzelay wasn't terrible. Like he, he had a nice run going when he was pitching the other day. I liked him. I don't know. Yep. So and so he, he's making, he, he's making progress, right? He's not like a great pitcher yet, but he's, you can definitely see that he's getting better.
3: And I think he's only going to get better. By I, I know people make a big deal, but talking to Jake Arietta and, and, and they they throw similar type of pitches and have a similar style. So I think being with him is going to help out. So let's see what happens.
1: Um. So I guess we should uh, move on to the end. I mean, I I don't know what uh, we got four games. The next time we'll talk to you. They're all night games. Uh, six ten tomorrow. Six twenty the rest of them. Uh maybe we can get in uh, post game sometime because, there, but there's not going to be any time for like a regular show. So we're we're gonna catch uh, you again next Sunday after the day game uh, against who do we play after this? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. So after the day game next Sunday, um, and after we're drinking uh, bloody marys at Eric's show <laughs> all day, then we'll do then we'll do a show. Um, it, well, I I, th- I think that'll be our next show. Uh, but we're going to try to get a Cincinnati uh, preview in, I wanted to say, for uh, with the guys from uh, the new Nasty Boys, because that Ooh. was a lot of fun talking to them. <laughs> I'm hoping we can find a time that we can talk to them again uh, and talk about what's going on with the Reds. I'm sure they'd love to talk to us after their seven-game losing streak.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet they got some things to say.
1: Yeah. but So, uh, anyway, uh, Bleacher Band does have a show. I'm going to call it my birthday party, May 8th. That's gonna be a g- man tavern tickets are not for sale yet but hopefully they will be soon been uh, asking them about that and hopefully I'll know something soon uh, we have uh, bleacher bum band t-shirts and also the um, uh, the posters for sale and you can get those at uh, bleacher oh no sorry sunranto.com slash bleacher bum band and I will drop a link in the t- chat right now for that sunranto.com slash bleacher bum band uh buy them because um uh, i don't want them in my hall anymore really is really why I want- i'm just telling
3: you the poster is not like like some shitty like danny remember we used to go to ranhurst that store potpourri it's not oh, like that like these, these are like a, these are like real rock posters that you would get like at like a regular show like 18 by 24 high quality paper good print they're awesome
1: yeah, no, they're they're great, and we had a, a great printer print them up, and uh, we we they're really screen printed, like uh, yes. it's it's a different situation. So uh, I'm showing a picture of it right now for all the podcast listeners that are confused why I'm looking at a picture. So and uh, Tuesday, uh, locker room, uh, we're going to go on there again. And what's the topic this week? We're gonna uh, you can uh, we're gonna say Cubs that we didn't like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, cup, whatever good. for whatever reason they chipped your hide, you didn't like them, they bad, something or other. We got to get we got I, uh, I I got This yeah. is
5: this is the ranter's chance to rant. You've yeah. listened to us bitch about all these players. Tell us what you think.
1: And uh and I'm dropping another link in the chat. Join It's only for iOS users. So if you join us uh at Tuesdays at 6 uh You can come on and talk with us. And Dominic, I want to point this out to Dominic writes in, I'll keep checking my mailbox for mine daily. Um, The uh, post office is fucked up. I have a significant amount of posters that I gave to the Steve Goodman post office that have not been scanned in yet. Uh, as of three weeks from the time that I brought them to the Steve Goodman post office. So we're going to wait on that because one person got theirs. Somebody in Los Angeles, of all places, got theirs. So that worked out. Somehow Iowa was uh, too far. But Los <laughs> Angeles was fine. You could just go over the Rocky Mountains. They're, they're just
5: the MLB TV blackout
1: restrictions. Yeah, exactly. Iowa, nobody's <laughs> getting uh, anything. So uh, new rabbit hole. I I heard that I didn't hear the new one, but I heard the All Star Game one. So check out the Rabbit Hole. You're on. You've got five innings of the Rabbit Hole podcast going on. I've got
5: five innings. I'll be doing nine in the first season, then take a little break. But
1: baseball yeah, Rabbit uh, Hole.
5: The most recent one is two sport
1: players and a new Discord server, which you can have the link of if you support us on Patreon. So go to Patreon.com/sunranto. And you can uh, get the link to not only the Discord server, but that uh, you guys are doing like game threads on there right now, right, Michael? Well, or just uh, talking. So there's
5: there is a game thread. We actually did a we had a game thread going today. Uh, Bill Sugas kindly told us uh, the Cubs have lost 100 percent of the games since he's been on Discord, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a rough year. Like, there was also an option and uh, yesterday we did this where you can just have a conversation. You can turn on the chat and you talk into your iPad or your phone or your computer or whatever the hell you're doing while the game's on. And that was fun. We had a good time. We just, you know, chatted watching the game. You, you know, you're not typing, you're not looking at your screen. You just kind of, you know, it's, it feels more natural. Like you're actually watching a game with friends and you're just talking about the game, but, Clearly, you're alone looking at a screen.
3: <laughs> Which is, Welcome to the 21st yeah. century. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, that's pretty
1: much uh, how life's going to be from now on. Didn't you understand? Like, did you yeah. get the memo? Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, join us on Patreon.com/sunranto, and um, uh, also the Sunranto 69 sale is going on. And um, hopefully, if if you buy something, if you go to Sunranto.com/slash 69 sale. I'm selling everything for uh, that I have left over, like old Sunranto shirts. I got a lot of women's stuff. I got the anti racist shirts. I got John Baker Day hats and fanny packs and all sorts of stuff like that. And I'm selling it all for $6.90. And uh, every cent of the profit of that is going towards the Lost Boys trip to Kansas City. So I think so far we've raised like, I don't know, not that much, like 30 bucks. But still, that's like, that's a little gas money. Right, every little bit uh, helps. It's
5: a couple of meals for the kids. Yeah, well, three kids. Cob Doge eighty one says, "I couldn't hear you guys last time on Locker Room. (laughs) If you jump on Locker Room and you cannot hear, I have had this problem myself. uh, Do a reset of the phone or iPad that you're using because it's it's all app based, and there has been a little bit of problems." if you can't hear anything, do a reset of the actual piece of equipment you're using.
1: Turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But not just the app. You have to do the whole phone.
1: The whole phone. Turn everything off, turn everything back on. Then uh, do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, and that's what <laughs> it's all about. And uh, also, I want to say happy birthday to Chris Salato. Uh, his birthday's coming up. And the only reason I know that is because it's the same day as Lyle Aker. Uh, host of this show, long time host of this show. So everybody bothered them on April 27th. That's in two days. Um, and a uh, little sad news. I came back from a, a basically a funeral party, uh, for lack of a better term. I know they call it a repast. Um, but, uh, Chris, Saha, who a lot of you guys know, uh, his dad died recently. He's been living with Chris for the last bunch of years. Here's a picture of, uh, uh, chris's dad and chris and uh, on the right there and my friend larry uh on the other side uh they're, they're big wrestling fans and so we we had a little meal for them today so uh i want to say thank you to everybody in the mike leonard condolences jersey because we raised uh over 500 dollars for the zahas to get something nice and that's way too much money so i i, I just want to get a little like you know little something for the guy. Now we're doing big stuff, but I think what we're going to do is a championship belt because they're all big wrestling fans. So you can have a, a, his face etched on a championship belt and the rest (laughs) of it. We're going to give to, yeah, uh, there's like a place in Nebraska called boys town, which uh, Chris said would be something that His dad uh, would, would uh, love that something was given in his name. If he was still alive. So Boys Town of Nebraska is going to get the rest of the money after we buy an Al Zaha championship belt. So thank you guys so much because your generosity is really, like, uh, overwhelming. It's, like, too much. It really is. So, um, RIP and uh, TFC. (laughs) Let's get out of here.
3: All right. All righty. I'll start off. I got one that uh, talks about the Yankees and their awful start that we discussed earlier. So Rich Eisen says Aaron Boone becomes the first Yankees manager to start a season six and eleven since Stump Merrill in nineteen ninety one. Stump did not make it to nineteen ninety two, and Torque Penderloin says they killed him. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Um, Uh, I I love that there are people named Stump. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh,
1: I I, I got this one um, from uh, Barstool Chicago tweeted out. uh, (laughs) My man, this is about uh, Jeff saving that kid uh, coming down, stumbling down the bleachers. Barstool Chicago said, "My man was willing to die for that Javi slam ball," and then he tweeted, uh, it re- it, it, it shared the link of watch Marquee's, uh footage of Jeff saving that that boy, and then uh, Marquis promptly uh, deleted the tweet. <laughs> so I, I, I thought that <laughs> I thought that was it, the telling about what they wanted out there in in the interwebs. Uh, both whether it was that they wanted barstool not associated with them or they didn't want uh, people to see a a boy tumbling down the bleachers uh, in their misguided. Yeah. I think it was
5: that. I think it was the, the danger to that small child. Yeah. It's like, Oh
1: shit. It's one thing when rocket tweeted it out. It's another thing when barstool did it.
5: (laughs) Yep. So uh, yeah, go ahead. I got one here. Um, So this is – I got a couple here. This is a little thread that went through after Nico Horner let that ball drop and uh, they got the double play today during the game. Um, Chicago Cubs, you know, they post baseball IQ by Nico Horner and it's the video of the ball dropping. And then this douchebag, which I will uh, block – oh, can we uh, get rid of the banner at the bottom there, guys? Oh, yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I can't read the bottom thing. But, uh, yeah, this douchebag jumps in there. Nothing heads up about this play. This, for all intents and purposes, is the reason the infield fly rule is on the rule books. Nico, you should have caught that pop fly, and the guy at first should have still been at first. Nice way to show the young kids how to cheat. What? Yeah, so, you know, of course, everybody starts dunking on this dude. Good. All and and he he says, well, that's not the rules or whatever. And uh, Lee Erickson drops in MLB players, MLB rule book, legal play. It's even legal in little league play. And he posted the link so the guy could read it. And then, just like these trolls, uh, you know, love to do, he doubles down and just says, still a cheap play and not a heads up play. Rules may have changed since I last played, so I'm sticking to what I know. No, dude, what you what you don't know is that that was never the fucking rule, you
2: yeah. douchebag. <laughs> so,
5: yeah, that, yeah, he wins for TFC this week in my book.
3: Carl, you got another one? Trevor's Williams, uh, this is Ari Jordan underscore... Trevor Williams' dad is a Cubs fan. Is the new Jason Kipnis is from Northbrook?
1: No, it is. It just it really is. is. Yeah. Oh. Good thing I've, I just listen on the radio. Uh, oh, by it, the I, way,
5: we didn't talk about this. Pat called the game on the TV today. Yeah,
1: yeah and I, I have to say it's—he
5: uh, is—he's just eight million times better than Shambi. Shambi's not bad. It's just that he, none of these guys can hold up to what Pat Hughes does and when he doesn't have to work in some kind of pun or bullshit ad every 5 seconds. I mean, I love JD. JD was not needed. Pat was just talking and it was beautiful and oh my god, I wish they would give him a Ben Scully deal where it's just him in the booth.
3: Here's the thing is that Pat Hughes was ripped off when when they took Hawk Harrelson over him to get into the Hall of Fame, everybody knows Agreed. that that Pat Hughes is a Hall of Fame broadcaster, and unfortunately, we have to wait till twenty twenty two because of the three year cycle. But he will be in the Hall of Fame, and that's what Hall of Famers do is they make everybody around them better, and that's what Pat does. It doesn't matter who's next to him; the the broadcast is automatically going to be. I mean, I love Ron Santo to death, and 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 but he made that work because Ronnie wasn't really the greatest. A uh, oh, broadcaster, yeah. but he made a point. he was
5: not a broadcaster. He was just a fan sitting next to a <laughs> broadcaster.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if... Uh, just the first thing that popped into my mind when you said that was, I wonder if there's some kind of deal in place that Pat will do that more and they're going to switch things up. And I, I mean, I know radio is his heart, but like, honestly, the radio broadcast is ruined by all the ads. It's
3: right. Radio is his heart and Boog Shambi is is a national guy that, you know, is like Pat Hughes to all of us is a treasure around here. We've heard him call games. Boog is well-known throughout the United States. And so, like I said, uh, I, I, they're not, Boog's not going anywhere.
5: Yeah. Right. and it, it, it's They, they were kind of playing catch up because they hired him, but he still has a contract with ESPN to do certain Sunday games and, and yeah. this and that. So they couldn't take him out of that. That's why we're getting uh, Pat Hughes. And then I'm, I, I hate that. I can't remember this, but what's the woman's name? And she's really good too. And I can't wait to listen Beth, to the game. Beth Mowins Yes. Mullins. Beth Mowins is very good as well. And, uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to that.
3: And then we but got I Chris just, Myers.
5: Today, we hadn't... Yeah, we're not talking about Chris Myers. We're talking about actual good broadcasters here that we get excited about. I just have to say, the game today was blissful. The 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 loss sucked, but goddamn Pat Hughes is good. And I have honestly forgotten that because of what's going on on the radio with the, the ads with, and I don't like Ron Coomer. I'm sorry. He seems like a nice enough guy. I can't stand listening to him talk about the game. He sometimes has good points about things, but I wish he would just maybe show up once every so often. Pat's just wonderful though. I love him. And I wish he had more of an opportunity to shine.
1: I'm going to move on to with my Sorry. TFC. No, you're fine because it's just a great segue to Steve Stone, another uh, sidekick of Harry Carey, and now I guess he's the kick <laughs> of of the game. Uh, he doesn't do play by play, but he's he's been a color guy like forever. Um, so vaccinated in Chicago says. Um, Any indication when you guys will start making road trips? And Steve Stone says, none. And Vaccinated Chicago says, I hope remote broadcasts don't become permanent. I think it's so much better when you're on the scene. And Steve Stone says, if we didn't let you know, you couldn't tell where we were. <laughs> and uh, Vaccinated says, there's been a few times, not many. I still think it's a better broadcast when you're at the park. And Steve says, We were at the park every road game last year, and it was magic. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he, Steve's uh, great. Yeah. Steve, not it. Steve does not have a sense of humor about anything he does. None. Except for not even Playgirl. He suffers Uh, no fools.
3: That's what I was going to say. He's always had the reputation of thinking. He's the smartest guy in any room he's in, and so he doesn't have. And as he's gotten older, he has less and less tolerance for people. Yeah, none,
1: zero. He'll <laughs> he'll block he'll block you faster than Zach Zaidman. Oh shit! I just got blocked by Zach Zaidman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, but, I, I, by the way, I, I don't know if you guys listened to this Zaidman. I'm just you know riffing off what you were just saying today. I did catch the end. And I'll tell you, the, my main complaint about Zach is that uh, he makes other teams doing good things sound exciting, and you can't make like today, like the Brewers, you know, and it's a ground ball to the shortstop, and he throws the first, you know, and you're like, dude, that was like bad for us, like it's, we didn't. Right, want it's not what you're wrong. looking. for. Yeah. Yeah.
3: so. Zach's background, uh, he does football. He was a football beat reporter for many, many years. But he also does uh, DePaul basketball games. And so his style is 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 more of like a basketball – because if you ever like listen to basketball on the radio, it's always like It's yeah. not like the, the Pat Hughes where it's like
1: Well, Pat Hughes and says, and right. there's a bouncer to short, and he throws over for right. the out. So, brought so to you by Gold Coast Bank. Right. But he gets Xfinity. excited about the, but <laughs> the Cubs, the Cubs
5: one is and and Baez fields the ball and throws him out of first. Like there's that edge, and then there's the and the ball is fielded by the shortstop and thrown out at first. Like yeah. there's there's two different versions of that because he knows who he's playing to. And I think that Danny, that is what you're saying, like. Zach exactly is the same work. national guy. Like it's that national attitude where you have to make everything seem wonderful.
3: Yeah. It's like I said, it, if you listen to a basketball call on, on radio, it sounds just like Zach Saban—the yeah. cadence and the way he does things and stuff like that. And, and I don't like listening to basketball on the radio. So, you know, that's kind of <laughs> like, you I, you know, I, I just can't follow
5: it. I, yeah. I, I've tried and I'm like, they're where now? There's, wait, what?
3: Right. And there's a lot of yelling and screaming and all this stuff. So it's really, it's very similar in style, like stylistically, in my opinion, even like the good broadcasters in basketball, like uh Chuck Swirsky, who does the Bulls games here in Chicago. I mean, like, it's really good, but everything's just, a, it's just different. It's just so quick.
5: I mean, the game moves up and down the court quickly. It's the same with hockey, trying mm-hmm. to listen to hockey on the radio. I've tried it many times and it's just, it is I, I think you really have to be a diehard of the team and the sport to be able to have it in your head the same way, or maybe right. it's just the fact that we're diehards of baseball that we can listen to
3: Pat and
1: feel that it's way. a slower game. It just did it, right. It, it, it's
3: when you think about it, baseball was really designed for radio. You know what I mean? That's where it made its debut, is on radio, and and even like Ronald Reagan in the nineteen what forties fifties, like where you'd sit there and you you hit the can back and a pop fight. You know yeah. I mean, like, oh, right. He was, he was <laughs>
5: reading the game. He was reading the game for WOC off of a ticker tape. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he was making everything up. He couldn't see shit. The pitcher looks in. I would and... love to see what Steve Stone said about that. This, this guy telling him it's better when you're there.
1: <laughs> well, at least you're not reading it off the damn Times square ticker. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you rap scallion. Um, so, does anybody have any more? I, I think I see more. I my favorite
3: another. Super 70s sports and my favorite 1986 Mets were Keith Hernandez and Mr. Snuffleupagus. And it's a picture from the 80s Mets with Snuffy with a with a uh, Mets hat on with Keith Hernandez in uniform. Aisle uh, 424 said the photo shoot was supposed to be with Lenny Dykstra, but he was afraid Snuffy would Bogart all the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: nice. I think Keith Hernandez was more afraid. He's right? like – yeah, Keith Keith did his fair share of cocaine, too. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: well, did, yeah, Michael, but I, I think
1: the Dykstra
5: actually fighting Snuffy.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they would definitely in a coke-fueled rage. <laughs> Just, he <laughs> he stabs Snuffy right in the trunk. Michael, you got right. any more?
5: I do. I, I have this last one uh, comes from our friend, Bill Sugas. This is during the, the route one of the routes we had there the way the cubs are playing i may have to see a doctor in four hours
3: i love
5: love that little uh little the, the cubs do wear blue that's what i'll say
1: so Crawley, I I got this uh, TFC for you, uh, and it's all about Albert Almora returning as a Met. So first of all, I made this. I, I made a fun picture of of Albert Almora saying, "At least a Rod thinks I'm fast." But uh, people were talking about uh, Almora on on one of the Facebook groups. I don't know which one because it doesn't matter. That it's all full of idiots. So, uh, but Brad says. I like Albert, but I'm actually shocked he got the first <laughs> base. And I'm like, haha, yeah, we all feel like you do, Brad. You're a smart, dude. And then Dustin t- chimes in. I wish we had Almora instead of Happen Peterson. And Both like, players. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then Judy says, I miss Albert so much, just an awesome human being. And I was like, Oh my god, this is not gonna play on my show. And then it goes on and Thomas says they're spelled wrong. Many Cub plays slip through spelled wrong. The team that don't understand great people and players look back at history. Sorry, but a lot of good player have left because of dollars. Open your pockets, Cubs. So apparently
5: (laughs) do they think it was his choice?
1: (laughs) I saw so many. There's a lot. I screenshotted those are the ones I chose. A lot of people think that Albert Almora left the team because Ricketts did not pay. So that is what we're dealing with, people, when we go out in the world. (laughs) That's why we're not – we could have that incredible player that Albert Almora was if uh, Ricketts only would open his pocketbook. These are the same
5: same fucking people that run around and they're like, I'm a baseball fan, blah, 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 blah. And then they fucking – they're like, I love home
4: runs. That's all yeah. I want
5: to see. I just want to see a fucking home runs. And I want to see the pitcher throw the ball real hard. But it better all be strikes. Better not be a fucking ball. I better not ever see a ball in four hours of baseball. There shouldn't be a single one. should be strikes. It should be home runs. And what the fuck else are we doing if that's not what's happening on the screen? Oh, I fucking hate these people.
1: Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, but I I do love these people. Um Little Yumper says the real reason Almora left was because he knew he would see Crawley again at a signing event. It was too scared to face him. Uh yeah, well that's until the Cubs Al- face uh, New York in in uh, city field because Crawley's Al- M-
5: be signing his co- his contract with the Mets and he's like uh, I need a little clause thrown in there. There's this dude in Chicago. I need you to keep him the fuck away from me. I need extra security in Chicago. He's going to ask me to sign this fucking World Series picture. I just won't do it.
3: He signs it. He won't inscribe it, the son of a bitch. Okay,
1: well, whatever. <laughs> so... Uh, but I really liked uh, this. Uh, this made me laugh today is that this guy, Emilio, he was he took his girlfriend to the Dodgers game and he tweeted out something very sweet. He said, it a year ago, I asked her to a baseball game and we finally made it out. And then they are at Dodger Stadium. He's a Padres fan and she's a Dodgers fan. And they're very cute together. Young love. And then uh, Martin Gonzalez or Puntaco said... <laughs> And and I think he he's, he says, you took fuck the Dodgers too literal, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's so perfect. He's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And I think it's his friend. I it goes on from there, because after a while, Martin was like, hey yo, bro, I'm just kidding. Like you guys are cute, <laughs> you know. Like he was, he was fine. And then right. the last, Emilio's like, dude,
5: that's my girlfriend.
1: Yeah, he's like, dude, that's uh she saw that. Like, dude, she <laughs> follows you. Um, so it's uh, on Twitter, it's on everything. I loved this girl at the Cubs game the other day, uh, with the sign that said, Shh, I'm remote learning. So I just want to give that a TFC sort of uh honorable mention. And the last thing I'm gonna say is one of the the best things that happened. first of all, I caught the game with you, Crawley and Joe Kilgallen. And Michael Bowling and uh, Michael Cotton, we got to get you up now to see a game. Like, get your ass up here. I don't let us know when you're free and when you want to come. Come May eighth. Come May eighth. See a game. See the Bleacher Bum Band. Get drunk. Sleep on my yeah. floor. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> like whatever you can do. You're double vaxed. Like, um, yeah. Now, now that we're all you know starting to be vaxed, I am starting
5: to fucking work my head around some of this. Like, actually seeing human beings
1: in the wild. All right. Yeah. You're like, damn it. That happened too soon. I really enjoyed not having to see people. Like, no, I had, I, I had that realization. I was like, fuck, it I kinda, did not like, I did not write the great American novel. I really was supposed to do that during COVID. And it really did one did more year
5: play into my wheelhouse a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. like granted after like a year, I'm fucking, I'm tired of it as well. But you know, I still have a little bit of kind of like,
1: I don't know. Mask well, is nice. You don't want to be up here like <laughs> me and Crawley. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, on our way into that game, uh, you know, a guy, and you know him if you ever go into the left field, uh, the left field section, he says, uh, $10 hats, $10 shirts, $10 hats. His name's Toussaint. And oh, I met Toussaint with yeah. you. Actually, the nine-inning,
5: nine beers thing we did.
1: Oh yeah, that's the night I met Tucson. So that's 2015. But me and Tucson go back before that, and he's always been out there. And he's worked other teams too. He's been down at Sox games and Blackhawks game, but the Cubs is his love. He's a huge Cubs fan. And I'll tell you one thing: seeing him after this long COVID year was—I mean, I—I was in tears. Like my, I welled up. I was like. It's Toussaint. Like, it wasn't it, – I didn't know how it was going to happen, but it wasn't about walk, walking into Wrigley Field and seeing it with my friends that I'd done. That felt weird. Like, that's some alternate universe where now it's social distance baseball and, like, you know, that felt weird. But seeing Toussaint was the most normal thing. And he's got his own new situation. So buy his peanuts. Chicago finest sports apparels. And you see it there, Chicago Finest Sports um, And uh, he's got the best shirts, the best off brand stuff. He's got Javi Baez blowing the bubble gum. He's got, um, what else did he have? Oh, he's got amazing knit hats that uh, my tie guy bought. Anyway, buy his peanuts uh, and go to the left field corner. He's right there in front buy the of the firehouse if it helps The firehouse, out. yeah. So uh, anyway, and say uh, say Danny said hi. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. If you guys
3: are wondering who specifically we're talking about, this, this is Toussaint right here. He's he's a, he's been a Wrigley Field regular for as far back as I can remember.
1: And you got a picture yeah. of him?
3: Yeah, there he is. Yep,
1: <laughs> Toussaint. And so there's the peanuts and like look at those hats. You can see it there, the red and white stripe. And then the Chicago flag hats. My sister, I think, bought one of those. Yeah. So, uh, And then you could see the Javi Baez up there in the
3: corner. Bill Murray and, shirt, all that.
1: Yeah. So he's got some great shit. He's been out there for years, and he's just a good friend. And so support him uh, if you're at the game looking to buy a souvenir because everybody else is going to charge you ten more than $10, and Toussaint is $10. So you can get something from the game and not break the bank. So, um, I, guess, I guess that's the show, is it not?
3: Yes, sir. God, only,
1: only two hours and 19 minutes <laughs> this time. We on. honestly, you know, with, with two series, uh,
5: all the highs, all the lows, two guests. Come on. We've Three
2: guests. A lot.
1: Three guest show. You forgot about Bleacher Jeff at the top. Oh, shit. I did. I yeah. did. I, I absolutely completely forgot
5: about Bleacher Jeff going in the top. <laughs>
1: Three guests. Bleacher Jeff is already asleep. He's like <laughs> in his pajamas. He's, he's, he's asleep like we're out of the background. He's, he wakes up. He's like, are they still talking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this on loop? So um, <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to go with it just because it's been a weird show. I'm going to go with a weird song. How uh, about uh, I did, because it's one of Crawley's favorites, and it was great catching the game. Our first game of the year together, Crawley. We got to do a show, a, a game, all three of us together, real soon. So, Michael, when you're ready to come on out, uh, <laughs> Facebook user says Bleacher Jeff was the best one. Yeah, it was the other one that didn't <laughs> sm- talk smack about our team. Actually, <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Mike respects the hell out of us. In fact, he seems disappointed in the Mets. Yeah, so and, did- uh,
5: and honestly, Wheelo, I really thought Wheelo was going to fucking tear into us. The last time he was on, really kicked us in the ass. This time, much more subdued. Just, I don't know. He, yeah, he was. He, it was. It
1: was less abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll tell him to step it up then next time because yeah. that, I'm like, hey, why do you think I bring you on this show? I, I need you to be my heel. So, um, all right. I didn't come here for a haircut. Oldie but a goodie. One of Crawley's favorites we never played before. So Spook Hog. Spook Hog! Spook Hog!
2: Embossed in gold and silver on my teeth. And I'll platinum plate my cowboy boots so that everyone can see that I didn't come here for a haircut. I came for jewelry. No, I didn't come here for a haircut. I came for jewelry. Don't worry about World Series Champions of 2016 No, I didn't come here for and come
9: So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion